Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Now. I kill it. Yes, folks, a little Rocky Mountain High, and we are feeling Rocky Mountain High. And how appropriate is that theme tonight because of WWE's Monday Night Raw show where they're going to be? Yes, you are back here on Raw Radio for a Monday, November the 2nd, 2015, episode 15. 15 weeks now and still going strong. That's what we're here for on TalkShoe.com, one seven two four. 444-7444 this afternoon. You can talk to the human suplex machine, John Gross. You can talk to the Iceman, Jared Dijon. This is Raw Radio for Monday, November 2. And as we said, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot to dive into this afternoon, so let's get into the top stories of the day. However, the lead story, of course, one of the lead stories we're following is what happened over the weekend, as apparently Jerry the King Lawler, legendary wrestler and Famous announcer Howard, along with his girlfriend Howard, suffered a severe car accident, but they're okay, we understand. Uh, the king, of course, didn't suffer any damage, thankfully. His girlfriend, on the hand, did get dinged up a little bit, Howard, as did their car, but nevertheless, uh, my colleague will uh, talk about this with me right now. John, uh, King and his girlfriend, Lauren, very, very fortunate to be uh, in one piece, shall we say, after this very scary ordeal on Halloween night. Very, very unfortunate, and, you know... When uh, news got out this on the um, Facebook Facebook wrestling news, when Ralph the Atkinson, he supposedly is not here with us. Yes. Uh, he's uh, he already told us what was going on. Uh, yes. Monday morning, I yeah. was on the computer, watching some stuff, and he informed everyone of the situation. So we so. This was also posted on Rob Feinstein's page, and remember, it wasn't. Some people thought Brian Christopher was involved in the wreck, but turned out it was not. It was Jerry Lawler. Yes. Uh, Hopefully, the King is all right. No, Mm -hmm. no bumps or bruises, and we want to thank uh, also Kendrick Sherrard Smith, who. uh, T. Smith, our resident uh, NWO King. Yes. Kendrick told me, oh. I messaged Kendrick, told, me, told him too. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't know. Sorry. Okay. And Ken, Kendrick said, while it was okay, 
And Gerard also said his girl, girlfriend was also banged up too. So, yes. what what do you Lawler and his girlfriend to survive another ordeal? Indeed, he's had a, he's been lucky the last years. I mean, first the heart attack ordeal in Miami, and we know how much time he missed because of that. And that was very scary, and we didn't know if we were losing then, and now the car accident ordeal. But nevertheless, what's that? That heart attack was in uh, Canada. Yes, Montreal, Canada, as I was saying. Yes, that was three years ago. And then uh, now this car ordeal. But uh, the King's been, uh, count his blessings, folks, a very lucky man the last few years. All right, another story we've been keeping an eye on. This is one we've been watching all afternoon. However, we just got this into the newswire here right before the show this afternoon. Apparently, Jimmy Snooker, ladies and gentlemen, has... Back in the news again, and this is the latest we got as of today. According to this morning's report in the Allentown Morning Call, Jimmy Snooker was arraigned this morning, however, on charges of involuntary manslaughter and third-degree uh, murder charges in the 1983 death, however, of his then-girlfriend Nancy Argentinio. Snooker pleaded not guilty on the charges and stated, however, in court today he did not know what day of the week it was nor what city he was in and told the court he could not write or read English. His attorney also reiterated, however, Excuse me. That he is suffering from early onset dementia and post-concussion syndrome. The next hearing will be coming up on December 8th, but Snooker's attorney has now hinted that they will seek a change in venue. This is likely due to the feeling that Snooker may not, Snooker, excuse me, may not get a fair trial in a city where rumors that he murdered Argentino had reverberated for decades. Now, during today's hearing, prosecutors requested and received a gag order preventing such side from speaking publicly about the case. They've also claimed that the defense attorney held a press conference after the last hearing. The Defense, of course, argued against the request, arguing that the media assisted in helping the prosecution's case virtue of the morning call, uncovering an autopsy report that had not publicly been disclosed in their investigation of the 30th anniversary of Argentino's death. The judge eventually cited the prosecution, and now, according to reports, our PW Insider reports that a gag order has been issued, however, mind you, as Chief Deputy District Attorney Charles, Charles Gallagher III made the request as he was upset about the comments from the defense attorney Robert Kerwin after the last hearing this morning, however. Gallagher said he was contacted by Dateline for an interview about the case, which led to Kerwin revealing that NBC is working with the Argentino family. He also has said that the prosecution has used the media to their advantage by releasing their version of the case to the public and helping their case. Judge Kelly L. Branch issued the gag order a short time ago, which means now no one can publicly speak about the case. John, this is getting very bizarre more and more by the day, Howard. It looks like it took a bigger hit today. Your thoughts about this one? It's like the 1994 O.J. Simpson trial. Yes. But time, it's Jimmy Snooker fighting for his life, you know. And I understand about the post-concussion and dementia, but, I mean, come on. I yep. mean... We know Snuka was there that night. We know. I'm beginning to think more and more that Snuka had something to do with his girlfriend's death. I still think. Well, we're going to find out. I mean, this this is, like I said, a very interesting case we're going to be keeping an eye on in the next month or so. I mean, this is unfortunate. It had to come to this. Like you said, I agree with what you're saying about the whole thing with the concussion thing and the dementia. But at the same time, however, right now, however, it seems like Snuka is more than fighting for his life. He's fighting to keep his reputation intact as well. And we're going to definitely keep our eyes and ears peeled on this story, certainly without question. Another story we're watching here this afternoon on the Raw Radio uh, News Board, of course, is that Batista made 
made some comments recently in an interview with Chris Van Fleet, however. In the interview, however, he talked about going back to WWE and also, however, if anything changed about his latest run with WWE, and here's what he had to say about that. About his last run in WWE, I don't know if it would go any different because it was just butting heads. I was just butting heads with them creative, which was something we talked about well beforehand, and I was promised things that were delivered to me or excuse me, that weren't delivered to me. But one, I don't want to go back as a babyface. I said it's not going to work. They don't want to see me as a good guy. I'm the worst good guy ever, but I'm a good bad guy. I know how to be a bad guy. I'm comfortable with being that, and the fans want me to be that. But they just try to shove me down everybody's throats, and they rebelled. They're not idiots. They don't like it, and they don't want it. Then it became a state of confusion where they don't know what they want to do with me. So they just sent me out every week regarding the same old crap, and it was just horrible. Asked if returning in WWE, Batista says, Oh yeah, at the end of the day, I love it, and I've proven that I wouldn't want to wrestle anywhere else. I feel like wrestling anywhere else would be a step down. I love it, and I would be appreciative of what they've done for me, and I would love to go back. They're just really hard to deal with right now. My passion is acting and not pursuing it. But if the opportunity comes up and they were a little more flexible with me as far as creative, I would love to return. But also, I would like to do it... Uh, because of not the money and a limited schedule, but I would like to go back and do house shows, and I would be all over it. Because you just skip out all of the red tape, and you don't have to deal with all the writers and all that BS. My thing's wrestling. Wrestlers, audience, ring, that's all I want. John, your thoughts about Batista's comments here? I, I do agree with Batista being, being used by WWE in his, next, in his second comment, but I think Batista coming back as a heel, I mean, Batista... Could change to a face, who knows, but... But he said, that, however, that he, does, he doesn't feel comfortable with being a face, and, and I mean, you kind of agree, I kind of agree where he's going with this, because, I mean, the last time he was a face, it really wasn't all that successful, I mean, it really came out to be a real uh, troublesome uh, story, I mean, it was really unfortunate it had to come to that, but, uh, like I said, I mean, Batista's coming out with the new James Bond movie this week, however, which already has gotten some pretty good reviews worldwide, however, and it's going to be interesting what they do here this weekend, obviously, when it's released to the public here in the States, however, but... Uh, as far as uh, whether or not he's going to return to the WWE, I don't think he'll be back. I really don't. I think he should just stay out of the ring, however, altogether, and just stay what he's doing right now. And that's either acting or doing whatever he feels like that makes him happy. Because right now, yeah, he says he wants to come back. But at the same time, look what he did the last time he came back a year ago. I mean, a lot of people weren't supportive of him. I mean, I remember I told you guys, however, here on the show and, of course, on other shows as well, I was there the night when he uh, actually showed up in Pittsburgh, however, at the Royal Rumble a year ago, and uh, a lot of people gave him heat for that. So uh, I don't know. We're going to keep our eyes peeled on this story too, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is one of our big stories here on the Newswire today. Again, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four this afternoon, one three eight seven four four pound in the number one episode 15. You can listen to us each and every Monday, talkshoe.com. I am the Iceman, Jerry D. Draw, along with the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross from Virginia. We are expecting some big surprises today here. We had a great show last week. We hope you enjoyed the Halloween show. But as we start November, folks, we're continuing strong. However, as we said, we're in episode 15. We hope to have some big guests today. Uh, we understand hopefully Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw might stop by. We also hope that the King, Gerard T. Smith, as well as the Queen Diva herself, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the mayor at of Suplex City might stop by, and who knows else we might have stopped by today. So uh, we would love to hear from you this afternoon here on Talk Shoe. If you can give us a call or you can just listen to us. And the chat box is open, so you can uh, make some comments there as well. 
Uh, another story, John, we're following talking about uh, getting very interesting, however, is the war of words between two divas, one a Hall of Famer and one a current diva, and that is Paige and Medusa. As recently it was reported, however, Paige and Medusa got into a little shouting match over the weekend, needless to say. Apparently, however, Medusa said something along the lines about uh, Paige, however, I know you're a smart girl, you can wrestle your... With However, your little manipulation in the locker rooms lately, from what I've heard, shows your intelligence of your shoe size. You don't think I know what you did to Natty. You see you hate the bond that transpired between Natty and I during my Hall of Fame induction because you know as well as everyone my belt is a legit women's championship belt and you want it. To which Paige responded, however, quote, however, if Medusa rocks, you're more than welcome to step through the ropes, sweetheart. However, I won't dump my championship in the trash. Hashtag. Uh, your thoughts about these uh, stirring words between Medusa and Paige uh, there, John? Uh, likely set to be a WrestleMania match between Paige and Medusa. Well, that'd be interesting if this keeps up. I think it'd be a great match if it would be at a WrestleMania. I agree. Yeah, it would. It would be great. Well, who knows if Paige, Paige continues keeping her attitude like like this, which we'll probably see tonight and, and also on her Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to keep, like I said, I mean, Paige last month or so has just developed this new mean streak attitude. I mean, she said recently in an interview with Michael Cole last week, if you watched on WWE.com, that she was innocent of attacking Natty a few weeks ago, in which we clearly saw that she kind of did that. However, then last Monday, she teams up with her good friends, Paige and, uh, or excuse me, not Paige, Charlotte and Becky Lynch are against the Bellas, however, in San Diego, in the Bellas' hometown, and she leaves them high and dry. And then on SmackDown in Phoenix the other night, however, she does almost a similar thing, however, I mean, right now, Paige is sort of like, I wouldn't say the lone wolf survivor, however, but she's playing it like that, however, and i got to say, part of me likes it, part of me doesn't like it. I mean, what's your take on the whole ordeal? I like it, some I don't, but at the same time, you know, Paige, she just, you know, has got to realize that nothing's going to go her way. Right. It's Diva's way to do it, mm-hmm. and Charlotte's the Diva's champion. Yes. And we know she has another child defense, but the question is, who will it be? Well, a lot of people think it could be Paige. I mean, a lot of people think that, I mean, after what happened last Monday, and I could see it happen, maybe announced tonight in Denver, obviously, that Charlotte wants to uh, maybe be uh, told by uh, Paige, hey, you know what, how we've had history in NXT with each other. I want my opportunity again, and I'm going to be a three-time champion now. Give me my opportunity. The question is, well, that be the case? Will that be on SmackDown tomorrow night, possibly, in Colorado Springs, or even next week when they're in the U.K.? We don't know. I mean, the Survivor Series is a few weeks away, but we do know one match that is pretty much all but booked right now for the Survivor Series there, my colleague, and that is the big Roman Reigns-Seth Rollins match after Roman Reigns had quite an interesting 24 hours. I mean, he beats Bray Wyatt Sunday night. Monday night, he comes back, fights two good matches, one with Kofi Kingston, and then he fights a phenomenal fatal four-way match, however, in San Diego, ladies and gentlemen, to close out Raw Monday night. And at the end of the night, when it was all said and done, how Roman Reigns stood tall against Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and Alberto Del Rio. And as a result, however, he is now officially the new number one contender heading into Survivor Series and plans on taking his former shield mate on in Atlanta in just a few weeks' time, however, down there in Georgia for the WWE World's title. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. All right, it's right now... 
10 after 3. We're just getting started here on episode 15, as we said. 1-724-444-7444, pound 138744, or talkshoe.com. You can listen to us or uh, call in right now. We are glad to take your phone call or your comments here on the chat board. As we said, we are wide open with that right now. And my colleague right now has some great wrestling dates in history and birthdays, so right now we're going to turn it over to him with that. So with that said, go ahead, John. The stage is yours. The stage is mine, indeed. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, hold on a minute. Takes time. Yeah, I'll do uh, Sundays as well. No problem. Mm-hmm. Right, let's get this thing going here. Now, while John's doing that, folks, just bear with him, please. Uh, we want to remind you that coming up today, we got a very, very interesting uh, debate today. Uh, John and I will be talking about, hopefully, our panel. Uh, Saturday, too. That's fine. I was just going to say, uh, tell everyone there, John, uh, besides our uh, birthday today, we're also going to have your fantasy matchups for you this afternoon. We're also going to talk about the top five great, what we feel here on our panel, me and John, and uh, hopefully our guests as well, the greatest five Survivor Series moments, and Survivor Series is just around the corner, and then our least favorite five. And then next week, folks, this is going to be a twist next week, because next week, however, Raw will be going on in the UK while we're on the show, so we won't know anything about what's going on next week, but we're going to make our predictions anyway. But also next week, ladies, you know, we're going to talk about Starcade, and you want to stay tuned with that. All right, John's got something for us right now, and he tells us right now, however, mind you, the first date in history was against, however... Quick draw, Rick McGraw, who I remember how was Randy Savage's first opponent, however, ladies and gentlemen, it was on Sunday, however, he died in 1985 due to a heart attack. Some people said, however, his last match was against Roddy Piper, however, I believe, I thought I'm mistaken, and uh, I do remember him vaguely, however, John, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, Quick Draw, Rick McGraw? Well, I didn't know anything about him, but, you know, when Roddy Piper destroyed him that night, and... Found out he was dead. Yeah. It was pretty much, you know. Yeah. But, uh, it was pretty much, you know, hey, let's put it on Piper. But you know what? Piper didn't do nothing wrong. No, no, no. He never did, I feel. And, you know, the thing about Rick McGraw, I think he was also at one time, I got to double-check my notes here to be sure. Maybe John can uh, comment on this and try to find out some more information on this young man. I believe he was in George Championship Wrestling in the late 70s, early 80s, I want to say. And at the very first Starcade, I think he teamed up with... um, I want to say, unless I'm thinking another McGraw, however, I think he teamed up with... uh, Buzz Tyler to take on the Assassins 1 and 2, who were then managed by Paul Jones. Uh, John tells us now that in 1997, it was on this date, however, uh, this last week, however, uh, that Bret Hart officially inked his deal with WCW, and not many people knew what would happen until the following week, however, in Montreal. I do recall that very, very well, actually. I think a lot of our fans out there recall what happened at that time. Indeed. 
Oh, here's a question for you, John. Maybe everyone else can answer this, too. Maybe you don't know the answer. Maybe you do. Uh, where was Bret Hart's last appearance before the infamous incident in Montreal? What was the last actual house show he did before Montreal? It was the night before. Do you remember what city it was? Uh, Detroit. That is correct. Yes, folks. Joe Louis Arena, the big hockey town motor city itself, Detroit, Michigan. That is correct. Yes, because I he- also... One one thing, though, 66 years ago today, um, I also want to mention NWA World Heavyweight <clears throat> Champion Orville Brown. Yes. Got himself injured in an automobile accident. He got well, he was forced to retire, and the two were scheduled to face off later in a month in a title for title match against Luke Bat. Ooh, okay. Very good, very good. And speaking of legends, I believe one particular legend just recently, I think it was over the weekend, celebrated a birthday, and if I'm not mistaken, it was one certain Bobby the Brain Heenan celebrating the birthday. Yeah, yeah, it was Sunday. So we want to wish the Weasel a 71st happy late birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Bobby, from all of us here at uh, Raw Radio and from your fans out there like me and John. Uh, the last time I saw a picture of him, he did not look very well, ladies and gentlemen, and all of us have been saying prayers and uh, well wishes to him and his family. I mean, you talk about a guy who is probably the genius of genius managers. I mean, you have your James Cornettes, you have your JJs, you have your Paul Heymans, you have your Grand Wizards, hell, you have your Freddie Blassies, but no one did it better than Bobby the Brain Heenan with the Heenan family. I mean, he had so many people in his stable, whether it was Big John Studd, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, the Black Jacks, uh, Nick Bockwinkle, Kenny Patera. I mean, he had them all. Yeah. And another thing that John just gave us a very good insight, however, it was on this date, however, in 1998, when Mankind, Mick Foley, was awarded the Hardcore Championship, however, as a mainstay with the 27 rule in effect. And I understand they're coming out with a new video next year of uh, the best of the hardcore matches of the Attitude Era, I think, or Hardcore Championship in general. I mean, that's going to be very interesting to see what kind of uh, people they'll put on there, however. And it was also, John's telling us now, it was him and Al Snow teamed them up, however, at one point to defeat the Hollies to win the WWE Tag Team Championship in 1999. So Mick Foley within 1998-99 struck pay dirt, however, in a lot of ways. I mean, I know in 99, however, him and The Rock were a team for a while. It was The Rock and Saw Connection, and they reunited later on down the road, however, WrestleMania 20, as you recall. But it was on this day in 1999 that him and former ECW wrestler, the snowman himself, Al Snow, if you will, took on Bob and uh, Crash Holly. And then finally, John tells us that in 2000, however, the WWE settled previously uh, the disclosed lawsuit filed by the members of Owen Hart's family. And speaking of Owen Hart, ladies and gentlemen, he will be coming out with a new video next month, ladies and gentlemen. The WWE is releasing some of Owen Hart's greatest moments, however, at long last. And that leads me to wonder, however, I mean, we know about Brett and Vince's history, however, and they've kind of patched things up. Does that lead us to wonder that maybe finally that Martha Hart, the wife of Owen Hart, however, is finally seeing the light for the first time to Despite the fact she still lost her husband, and the kids lost their dad, husband, uncle, niece, or excuse me, not niece, nephew, brother, whatever, uh, that he is taking one step closer to the Hall of Fame. I think it does, and I would not be surprised if Owen finally goes into the Hall of Fame this year, John. Your thoughts about that? Oh, I agree. I think Owen should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. And yes. you know what? As far as I'm concerned, Martha needs to get a life and accept it. 
Well, I wouldn't say it was you know, life. I just think she's just been so sad all these years. And, you know, with all her lawsuits and blaming Vince for Owen's passing and everything and saying it was his fault all the time, okay, it was a freak accident. It's time to finally let it go, as they say, Howard. I mean, yeah, we still miss him. We still think about him every day, Howard. But you know what, Howard? Time moves on. And speaking of time, another legend, Howard, we lost on this date. Howard Stone is telling us right now, Howard, the fabulous move on this date in 2007. We lost her, Howard, tragically, Howard. And you talk about a great Divas champion in her own right, ladies and gentlemen. She held the belt for 28 years. Of course, she also had that infamous matchup, I believe, in the Garden. It was sometime right before WrestleMania 1, dressed up as a spider, known as the Spider Lady, or it happened maybe after WrestleMania 1, if you will. And, of course, that created some controversy as she then took on the Divas Champion, who uh, won the belt from Lalana Kai, the former uh, Divas Champion in 1985, and that is Wendy Richter. Yes. She was a Hall of Famer in her own right. Indeed. It, it was before the Mon- it was before the Montreal screw job thirteen years ago. Right, this was back in eighty five. We're talking here in Madison Square Garden. That was yeah. that was one of the first first of uh, quite a bit of screw jobs, but this was the original screw job. They call it the MSG incident. I mean, there's been a lot of you talk about. I mean, it's had a lot of history over the years, ladies and gentlemen. MSG's had, I mean, whether it's from WrestleMania 1 to the quick farewell to the first ladder match to the uh, Spider Lady to CM Punk making his uh, championship reign kick off in grand style to John Cena's return. MSG has had a lot of great moments over the years, and you just can't pick one great moment. I mean, one of these weeks, I think we're going to do it in a couple weeks, maybe for Survivors, maybe the week before Survivors, if I feel like it, and I might get my colleagues to join me, however. Uh, we're going to talk about the top 10 greatest moments in MSG and the top 10 least favorite moments in MSG history because I think we can spend almost an entire show debating because there's a lot of buildings over the years that have had wrestling events, whether it's the um, L.A. Coliseum, the Rosemont Horizon, MSG, the Spectrum. I mean, certainly this would be a great debate from all of us uh here on the show, certainly. And with that said, uh, John tells us now that uh, Mula was the one who was inducted in 1995, Howard, into uh, 1995. She and Mae Young, of course, returned in 1999, Howard, and made a comeback. In fact, she beat Ivory to win the Women's Championship that year and became the oldest champion in Women's Divas history. So uh, certainly Mula, however, has a lot of... Uh, Fans and admirers out there that recall her time in the WWE. And, of course, Mae Young, we lost her, I believe, it was a few years ago. However, she lived to be, I believe, in her late 90s, almost a century old, however. That's right, the big 100, I believe, she turned before she passed away. So you talk about two uh, women's wrestlers who uh, made the divas of what they are today back in their time, Howard. They were the Trish Stratus and the Lita, so to speak, as well as maybe the uh, Mickey James of their generation. It was, without question, Mae Young and the fabulous Mula, Lillian Ellison. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our number is 1-724-444-7444-138744. And John finally told us one last happy birthday to probably one of the best announcers in history, Mr. Michael Buffer. Yes, folks, the Let's Get Ready to Rumble King, however, is celebrating a very special birthday today as well. Happy birthday to Michael from all your fans out here at Raw Radio. You are 71 years old today. You don't look like you're 71. You're more like you're 40, if you ask me, because you are such a genius when it comes to announcing. So certainly, of course... 
He became uh, a big name in the 80s, of course. He also appeared in a movie, I remember, however, in 1988 with Eddie Murphy and uh, Richard Pryor called, uh, excuse me, called Harlem Knights, where he played a small role in that. But uh, everyone else knows him as the true boxing, wrestling, uh, sports announcer of his time. And he still somewhat does it to this day. In fact, our, one of his... Um, Famous appearances in the WWE happened in 2008, the Royal Rumble, excuse me, 2007, I should say, as John's pointing that out to us now here. And he also was the main event guy, however, for a lot of WCW main events until the business went under in 2001. All right, and speaking of uh, that, however, before we get to any more dates, uh, we were playing, as we said at the start of the show, Rocky Mountain High. It's only appropriate because Raw is in Denver, Colorado tonight, however, John, and one of the matches I'm hearing that tonight could be on the show, however, they have not made it official yet, however, could be Sasha Banks taking on Natalia, believe it or not. Yes, folks, the boss herself and former NXT champion taking on maybe Queen Natty herself, possibly. We don't really know. It's going to be an interesting night there in the Mile High City. If, in fact, this match does happen, uh, John, your thoughts about this brilliant matchup between Sasha and uh, possibly Natty tonight? Yeah, we uh, know. I think it's going to be exciting to watch, and maybe Natalia could could get some payback on Sasha Banks for what happened on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But do we see Paige playing a part in this? Uh, we don't really know, folks. I mean, it's going to be an interesting Monday night. I mean, especially with um, one sports season just wrapping up, however, and another one continuing on. Of course, Monday Night Football tonight, of course, being uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, the home of our good friend, Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, who is just Carolina Panthers, will be taking on the Indianapolis Colts there in Ric Flair country. John, I know your Redskins were off yesterday, however, having the bye week and everything. They'll be back in action next Sunday. And for my Steelers folks, well, it was a tough week, let's just say. I mean, they lost to Cincinnati 16-10. to Ben Roethlisberger with three interceptions. Of course, they lost their star running back for the rest of the year due to a very severe MCL strain, or should I say tear, Le'Veon Bell, ladies and gentlemen. He is done for the years. He will be having surgery later this week, however, and, uh, Tough break for him, and uh, certainly uh, we want to wish him a very speedy recovery out there. And I know the Steelers nation, including me, are kind of down about it right now. But, oh, well, we got to move on. we got a big tough date with the Oakland Raiders coming up this Sunday at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Uh, I do not know who Caroline gets next. However, I know they got a date with the Packers coming up soon. And speaking of the Pack, boy, did they get packed in, no pun intended, last night as uh, Payne Manning and the Broncos rode high in the Mile High City and stomped them to the ground there out in Denver. 38-10, to 10, I believe, was the final. And uh, one last sports note before we get into uh, our uh, top five and least favorite five Survivor Series moments as we're going to do that today before we get into fantasy matchups. We want to send out congratulations. We'll be doing it later in the show, too, to close it out. But we want to send it out early congratulations to the Kansas City Royals and George Brett. Last night, they won the World Series, being David Murphy, David Wright, and the New York Mets, 7-2 in 12 innings to wrap up the World Series for the first time since 1985. I mean, you talk about a team that is way overdue, folks. I mean, they go back to, excuse me, the George Brett, Frank White, Willie Wilson, Danny Jackson, Brett Saberhagen era. They've been waiting a long time for this title to come, and I know the Mets were waiting since 1986 to celebrate when they had Keith Hernandez, Doc Gooden, Gary Carter, Wally Backman, Howard Johnson, all those guys. Terry Collins, your Mets had a fine season from all of us here at Raw Radio. I think all of your Mets fans in New York and everywhere else would say, yes, congratulations, a job well done. And they did because they beat the Chicago Cubs and the Los Angeles Dodgers to get to the final. But as far as Kansas City goes, Howard, you talk about a team Howard, that was on a mission, Howard, when the players started, they beat Toronto, then they took care of business in the ALCS, or 
in the first round with uh, who did they have in the first round, John? Do you remember? Who did uh, Kansas City uh, play in round one? They beat Toronto to get to the final. I know that. That was the final. Who was their opponent in round one? Texas. Houston. Houston. Who who was it? Houston. Houston, yes. The Houston Astros, who uh, were back in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Then they took care of business with Toronto, who had a pretty good season. And then they marched their way into New York. However, they had a tough loss on Friday night, but they came out swinging Saturday night and last night. And as I said, the baseball season is pretty much over, however, but the offseason is just starting in baseball with free agency and the winter means soon to come. But uh, for both teams, however, congratulations from all of us here at Raw Radio. You guys had a great playoff run this year. Both teams did. But uh, especially a big congratulations out there to all you KC people out there. I know you're getting ready for a big parade out there tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure, to see that trophy being hoisted in Royal Stadium, however, coming up next spring. I mean, you deserve this, guys. This was a job team effort well done and as I said Ned Yost who might be one of the most underrated managers in baseball however to bring a World Series home after coming up short last year against the San Francisco Giants to come back and win it this time however a tip of the cap to you sir and again a tip of the cap to you as well sir Terry Collins a good job on a well done season so all of us here we're definitely happy for your teams and you guys made us proud this past playoff season all right, it's about 325, and with that said, it's 1724-444-7444, pound 138744. We are just uh, getting started. As we said, we've been on air for a while now. Of course, here, episode 15, you can listen to us each and every Monday, com, as well. And like I said, the number is 1724-444-7444, pound 138744. We hope to have a few surprises today. We're expecting maybe a couple of guests maybe swinging by. You never know who might swing by this afternoon. We're just... Uh, winging it right now, but with that being said, it is time for now one of our big segments here, the top five and least top five, however, as we uh, started this last week, however, and this week, however, since Survivor Series is a few weeks away, we're going to talk about the top five great moments in Survivor Series moments history, as well as the least favorite five Survivor Series moments before we get into our favorite segment of the show, and we'll tell you about that as well. So with that said, I'm now going to turn it over to John, who has his top five Survivor Series moments and then I'm going to give you my top five. So, John, go right ahead. Your top five, however, if you could, please. The top, my top five favorite moments would be. I'm going to start. I'm going to start this off right off the gate. The first ever Survivor Series elimination match in the main event in 1987, when it featured Team Hogan versus Team Andre. What year was that? 1987. Okay, that's a very good one. Very good. Very good. All right, I'm going to match you. I will go with my first favorite moment with the very first ever Elimination Chamber, if you will, in Madison Square Garden when Shawn Michaels won the world's title. And that was back in 2002, I want to say, or 2001. I think it was 2002, though, but I'll have to double-check. It was 2002? Okay, so there you go. Uh, That's my my number one moment. 2001 was when the WWF took on the Alliance. That's right. That's right. I'm sure that's in your list at number two. Oh, that's not on my list. All right. Uh, my list, my next one will be uh, this one. I'm going to go with, um, who? this is tough. You know what? I'm going to say Bret Hart and Big Daddy Cool from 95 when Bret won the title. Basically, when Diesel won, uh, Bret Hart won the title back from Diesel. That was a great, great match, Howard, and that was in D.C., if I remember correctly. I think those two put on a phenomenal match. And, of course, we would see later on down the road, Brett and Shawn Michaels. Wait a minute. we got someone on the phone with us who's going to share with us his top five Survivor Series moments. We know who this is. So let's bring him in without the intro. And uh, 
I think we can do that now. Why don't we do that now? Okay. All right. Yes, it is. The, it is. The, it might be the Texas Rattlesnake, but you know what? It's not the Texas Rattlesnake. It's the Canadian, uh, colossal Canadian, as I'm going to call him today. I was going to say the Canadian Crusher, but I'll say that too. Gerard T. Smith joining us this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, on a Monday. Your Majesty, welcome to the episode number 15. Hey, yo. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There you go. Your Majesty, glad you could join us today. We were talking right at the start of the show a lot about the Jimmy Snooker ordeal. However, apparently, however, uh, we said now he is going to be standing trial in December. It looks like he is suffering more dementia and uh, concussion syndromes and all this and that. However, it's just, it's taken a turn for the worse and not for the better, if you will. I'm going to get your thoughts on this quickly. Um, it's a sad day. Uh, we should have did it, like, 30 years ago or whatever, uh, these guys, like, one foot in the grave, he's half dead, they're going to put him in jail? Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it really is. I, I don't know how much they're gonna, how long this trial is going to be. They say they're going to move it to a new city, we understand. It could be uh, possibly maybe uh, having not a hearing for very long. You never know. Another story we're following, however, and we kind of touched upon it earlier, however, was the whole Jerry Lawler uh accident thing. We understand he's doing much better. That's good to see. His girlfriend's a little still banged up, but the king once again... I have the pictures, by the way. Okay, uh, you might want to let us know about that later, John. Uh, Certainly the king, a very lucky man once again there, Your Majesty, is surviving a second very scary ordeal for the second time in his many uh, three years. Your thoughts about this one? Yeah, uh, when I read that, I thought it was pretty crazy. Uh, At least he got out of it okay. Yeah, he hasn't been having a good few years, has he? No, he has not. No, he has certainly not. And like I said, if I'm always here, Robert, we're just thankful he's okay and his girlfriend will be doing much better, hopefully, in her recovery. Another thing we're talking about, and this is kind of a real good one, John and I really had a fun discussion about this one at the start, however, was the whole Paige Medusa thing. Apparently, Paige and Medusa are getting into a shouting match, however, Paige... uh, Said Medusa said something along the lines like, I know you're a smart girl, you can wrestle. However, your little manipulation in the locker rooms lately, from what I've heard, shows your lack of intelligence of shoe size. You don't think I don't know what you did to Natty. You see you hated the bond that transpired between Natty and I during my Hall of Fame induction because you know as well as everyone, my belt is the legit championship belt and you want it. To which Paige responded, quote, Medusa, you're more than welcome to step through the ropes, sweetheart. I won't dump my championship in the trash. Your thoughts about these uh, war of words between Paige and Medusa? I heard she was going to come back and maybe do one more match or something. This might be this might be building up to it. Yeah, we were talking about maybe having a WrestleMania. I mean, do you think they could have if this continues? Do you think you could see this match at a WrestleMania or maybe before WrestleMania? I would do it at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I definitely think it'd be awesome. And uh, another thing, of course, we were talking about uh, was the whole Batista thing. Batista says he's thinking about coming back. However, uh, he says, however. That uh, creative uh, did him wrong the last time. He doesn't want to be a good guy anymore. However, he would rather return as a bad guy. Your thoughts about uh, Batista maybe uh, making some headway, despite the fact he's coming out with that new James Bond movie this week? Got to be a bad guy. I liked him as a bad guy, but the fans gave him crap last time when he was a bad Mm -hmm. guy. That's what he said in the interview. Yeah, he said he wasn't real happy with it. The fans really 
part of my language here, folks, uh, took a steaming pile of crap on them, let's just say, in more ways than one. Uh, we were just getting into the top five Survivor Series moments. We've already got two good ones so far. John already thought of two great ones. I thought of two great ones. So let's hear your top uh, early two as far as we're going to do the top five Survivor Series moments here. This one's probably the same as you guys. Uh, the one I think this is the one when uh, The Undertaker debuted with The Million Dollar Man. I haven't listed that one yet. I have not listed that one yet. That was going to be my next oh. one, but go on. Okay. I like that one. I think you take my thunder because I was going to reveal that. <laughs> That's okay. He got that as the top one. That's still okay. Go on. And what's your second All one? Right. Um, cause that was a really awesome one. Uh, mm-hmm. No problem. Take your time. Uh, Kogan, Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Paul Orndorff, Tempatera versus Under the Giant, King Kong Bundy. The first Green. one, yep. John John had that right out of the gate. Yep, John that led off with that one. I led off with the first elimination chamber, and then Bret Hart and Diesel from 95. Those were my early two. So you, you got some good, you got your first two good ones, and I think the next one I think John and I are going to have to say was what you just said earlier about Taker making his debut since this is the 25th anniversary of him coming up. And let's talk about him for just a minute if we can, guys. I mean, last week we saw what happened on Raw, however, as well as SmackDown, or, yeah, SmackDown and Hell in a Cell with the Wyatt family taking away Ryback, Kane, and Taker. I mean, does that lead us to wonder how that these three guys maybe and a fourth partner of their choosing could be Sting, could be uh, maybe, maybe like uh, Dean Ambrose even to take on the Wyatts? I mean, what's your take on it? Gerard, I'm going to throw to you first. What do you think about this uh, force of maybe taking on the Wyatts maybe at Survivor Series? Yeah, I'd say uh, whoever they take tonight, will be the team. I, I, I'm hoping they do a five-man team, though, because... Oh, yeah, that would be great. It would be a classic, right? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, you can always go back to tradition. Yeah, instead of making four on four, you can make it five on five. It's just, since yeah, it but is then the Wyatt would have to find another member, but... Yeah, and the one guy they could get, maybe, could be, like, Seth Rollins, even, you know? Even though Seth could pull double duty like he did that one night, Howard Night Champions, back in September, he did Sting, and they took on Cena the same night, so they could always do that because they're going to be without John Cena. They're going to be without Randy Orton for a while. And with Brock going to be out until early next year, they could uh, at least uh, call up to Rollins and say, hey, can you pull double duty for us? You know, I mean, that'd be nice to see. John, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I think it'd definitely be okay to see Seth Rollins pull double duty. I mean, I mean, let's think about it here. Yeah. Seth Rollins pulled double duty on Raw yep. on Legends Night against when he took on Ryback and then mm-hmm. he performed the shield for one night against the Wyatt family. So yep. I could see that happening, but you just never know. Right, right. My one true thing exactly when they were talk when partners were being talked about. Yeah. There's one guy we forgot to mention on the subject, and that is Randy Orton. Yeah, let's talk about him as well. I mean, this is a guy, however, who basically, I mean, has been off TV for a few weeks, however. He's had some uh, personal issues in a way, however. He's also got to deal with some other things in a way, however. Uh, I don't know when he's coming back. It could be tonight, like I said, in Denver. It could be next week in the U.K. We don't really know. Uh, hold on a second, guys. While you, why don't you guys discuss that? I'll be right back. You guys can discuss order, and I'll be right back with you two in a minute.
Gerard, what I just said about Randy Orton being uh, the next the member of uh, Team Team uh, Taker, would that would you see that happening? Uh, oh, wait, wait a minute, guys. Hold on a minute. Before you guys continue, I don't mean to cut you off. We got a surprise today. I think we know who's calling in next. It might be, it's not Elvis, but it might be someone else that is somewhat used to know Elvis, but uh, he is coming from the Tarheria State. I wonder who it could be. Well, we know who it was, however. It is Mr. North Carolina himself, Mr. Caroline Panther, Cam Newton's personal bodyguard, and the man who also is Ron Rivera's uh, neighbor, Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, calling us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm down there in beautiful North Carolina. They're getting ready for the Monday night game tonight in Horseman Country, if you will. Chad, glad you could join us this afternoon. My friend, hope you're doing well, everybody. Uh, who, who we got here with us today? We got His Majesty Gerard T. Smith joining us, however. We also got John from Virginia as we were discussing the top uh, Survivor Series moments so far, as well as uh, Randy Orton's status. But we were discussing right before you came on, I discussed it with Gerard, the latest new update on Jimmy Snuka. It is not looking very promising as they are now talking about moving the trial to another state, apparently, or another area. And apparently he has dementia and post-concussion syndrome. He had his hearing this morning, we understand, and that did not go very well in more ways than one. That is one of the top stories we're following this afternoon here in the news desk. Uh, very sad news. Your thoughts? Uh, well, like I said, it's like I've been saying all, all summer long, you know, towards the end of this year, uh, this is not looking good for um, for truly a one of the pioneers of uh, professional wrestling, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, and his his towards the end of towards the end of his life, which I'm not praying for that. Trust me, I'm not. Yeah. But it's it's just kind of sad to see see him fall fall back, especially from you know having to deal with something that happened about thirty some years ago. Yep. Uh, but it, it it is kind of a sad situation, nonetheless. Another legend we were talking about, and I talked with Gerard and uh, John about uh, Chad. We talked about that uh, briefly. How it was the whole uh, Jerry Lawler uh, car accident over the weekend. Uh, he's okay. We understand his girlfriend's recovering very well, so that's very fortunate. Uh, the King, uh, once again, very lucky to be still in one piece, as we like to say. However, no pun intended. However, but uh, he had that heart attack ordeal about three years ago in Canada. And now this. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Uh, I think if the good Lord wanted to take the King, he would have already done it by now. But apparently. Uh, um, as uh, as as that old George Jones song goes, Jerry Lawler's not ready yet. Uh, no, no, he's not by any means. No. I saw I, the picture. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, I saw the picture of the car, and you know what? I tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. I have definitely uh, do had to do some do some thinking here about uh, making sure that my car is. Is up to up, up to pars because that's actually the same type of car I have. <laughs> huh. Wow! <laughs> yeah. What are the odds of that, guys? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That is the crazy. The difference is the color, but other than that, yes. everything else is the same on it. So, yeah. I mean, that, yes, that is that is crazy. Another yeah. story we're watching carefully, and I mentioned to Gerard and uh, John, is the whole Paige Medusa thing. Apparently, they're having a little war of words with each other on Twitter. What do you make of this whole uh, feud between Paige and Medusa? Well, this is not the first time we've seen. A a wrestling a wrestling great and a current uh, wrestler 
go at it on uh, go at it uh, through social media. But uh, yeah. it's the latest thing: a uh, Hall of Fame diva versus a current diva. Yeah. Uh, it's surprising. Uh, um, I saw a picture today. Uh, I think it was something you sent me earlier, JD. Uh, yes. On that, and on I brought, one, I, one I, mania. Yes. Media. I saw the picture that uh, someone actually photoshopped a picture of it appeared as if Alundra Blaze and Paige was in the same room with each other. Yeah. But uh, but it was, um, I mean, I could tell in the background. I know it wasn't, of course, obviously it wasn't real. But, but anyway, but anyway um, the question is, I mean, would we would we want to see a confrontation in the room? I mean, it may not ever happen, yeah. but but the question poses, and let, let, me, let, me, let me ask this. Yeah. And, uh, J.D., I will start with you. Do we, we would want to see a confrontation between Paige and Medusa or Alundra Blaze or whoever she wants to be called mm-hmm. at in, in WWE? Your thoughts, J.D.? We, we discussed this. Yeah, I think we're all for it. I think at a WrestleMania, it would make sense to see these two. If they continue to banner for the next couple months or what, how long this feud lasts, I could see these two get it on at some big event, whether it's a Royal Rumble, whether it's a WrestleMania, not on Raw, not on SmackDown, making it a big event, however, that the fans can see an old-school legend like Medusa, who's had her run as champion, and then the new girl on the block, I'm not saying new, but semi-new on the block, in Paige, the uh, angry, uh, let's just say the angry, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the angry uh, voice of the voiceless, shall we say, to use the term loosely, because she is, uh, lately has been uh, more uh, chirping, however, on social media and in the ring with her uh, page bomb, so to speak. Certainly. Uh, uh, Gerard, is this something that you want to see there, bud? I do. I want to see Medusa have one more match. At, Absolutely. Uh, like a pay-per-view or WrestleMania. Right. Would you want to see her as Medusa or as Alundra Blaze? Alundra Blaze. I'm yeah. too. I guess it won't matter, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then picture, guys, she'll come out to the ring in the monster truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that would be yeah. something if they could go that way. I mean, Paige has her... Uh, her, has her uh, punk rock style, and, uh, you know, uh, Medusa has her semi-rock and roll style in a way. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. I agree. Yeah, and certainly. Speaking, speaking, yeah, speaking of Paige there, guys, yeah. uh, Gerard, I mentioned this to you and JML on Friday on Revolution. Did y'all happen to catch the Party City commercial with Paige in it? No, I never did yet. I haven't either. Yeah, it's on, it should be. I think it's on YouTube now. But, yeah, they, they were playing it all through Halloween. Our actual... WWE diva Paige in a gothic looking uh, outfit with what looked like a a, a medieval looking axe and mm-hmm. a black like a black robe black leather outfit and all that right and she was just talking about that oh, would you like to be semi spooky semi scary oh, I mean and, and just just the role of the English accent man was coming out. it was for yeah. party city. it was for Party City. Wow. We'll have to look and put that up on, on the Raw Radio Show, guys. I think we're definitely going to have to look into this further, however. And Gerard, I think uh, I piqued JML's interest on that, didn't I, on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But, um, but one thing, uh, uh, anything else, uh um, that y'all talked about here because there was one or two things I wanted to uh, tell yeah, out there. Please do. Go right ahead. We were getting into our top Survivor Series moments. So far, we've had uh, pretty much the same thing. We talked about Taker. My top three so far have been Taker making his debut, Bret Hart and uh, Diesel in 95, and, of course, the infamous Montreal uh, incident in 97. So those are my top three. John, of course, had his first two were uh, 
the first Survivor Series, and then I think the Taker was the next one, and uh, he was ready to go for his third, and so was Gerard before you came in. So if you want to share with us your early top two, please go ahead, and then you can share with us well, what else you got. Yeah, if, well, if Gerard wants to go ahead and do it, get his get his done, I don't want to I don't want to get in the way of the King there, but. <laughs> well, well all right, we'll throw, we'll, throw, we'll throw him for his third one. Why not? All right, all right, Gerard, you're up for number three. However, mind you, since I already did my top three early, actually. Did I do my top three? No, that was well. Actually, now I can bump the elimination chamber to four. That I had that was my first one, Howard. But I'm going to bump now. My I'm going to go four, Howard. Since I'm going to let Gerard take the next two, since I already have my top four out of my top five right. So Gerard, you're up next with the uh, three and four spot here. Go ahead. Well, since I played the Austin theme today, I'm going to go with Team Austin 2003. Shawn Michaels, Booker T, Rob Van Dam, Bubba Ray, and Devon Dudley versus Team Bischoff, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Christian, Mark Henry, and Scott Steiner. Very good. Very good. That's a good pick. I like that. And who is number four? All righty. Hold on. No problem. Take your time. You know what? I'm going to do a woman's match. All right. I like it. Go ahead, however. First of May. I don't know if I can say half of these women's names. Though. Go ahead. Asia Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I remember her. Yep. So, Wanna Be yes. Lonis Asana. Yep. Versus Alundra Blaze. <laughs> Kanono. <laughs> I'm butchering these names, but... No, that's okay. If you butcher the Japanese language, we don't care. That's the only thing. I mean, yeah, some people might get upset about it, but that's okay. Or, I mean, none of us speak Japanese very well. You're doing fine. And Kappa Asara, Survivor Series 1995. Ooh, okay. So Medusa and Bertha Faye are two, I know. And AJ Kong, I know. And I know a couple other of those Japanese. I thought one would have been like... uh, Hokuto or Bonacano or something like that, throwing in the mix there, because I remember those two very, very well. Uh, Chad, go ahead with your top four, if you could, before we hear John's uh, third and fourth pick here. Survivor Series matches? Yeah, the top five. So far, yeah, we got we have the top five and the least top five. We're going to do the top five first, yeah. Okay, uh, top my top five. Um, hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, number one for me would definitely have to be course, the Montreal screw job in '97. Yep. Uh, obviously, I, mean, I think yeah, I mean, everyone would agree with that. Uh, number two, uh, the match that Gerard mentioned from '03. I, I, I saw that. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a yeah. That was that was kind of a shocking thing. Of course, uh, the scenes uh, Stone Cold Stone Cold you no know, loses job over that too. That's, right. Yeah. Uh, and number three is actually from that same pay-per-view, and I figured I know a lot of people are, here would, would figure that I would mention this. Uh, Triple H versus Goldberg world title match. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, that was a brutal one. He took out all of Evolution to then got to Triple H and won the match. It was with a with a, a shattered ankle. Yes, that's right. That is right. I do recall that now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Uh, that was the reason why Batista was in Evolution to begin with. Uh, yeah, my, anyway, number four. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, okay, okay, I, I got, I got n- number four. 
Last year's Survivor Series, the debut of Sting. Oh, wow. Okay, very good. Yeah. Very, very yeah. good. And we were talking about Batista, actually. He's talking about making a comeback again, believe it or not, of all things. Yeah. So, uh, and my number five, Yes. this is going to blow your mind. I'm sure a lot of people remember this, too. All right. <clears throat> 2004. Mm-hmm. The match that determined who would run Raw for a month. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, and let me run it down here. I won't remember this. Yep. I'm going to try to remember this quite well. It was <clears throat> Randy Orton, uh, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and Maven Yep. versus Triple H, Batista, Edge, and Snitsky. That is correct, yes. With four Randy four. Orton being the, the sole survivor. Which was, that is right. It was sweet. I mean, that was so. That was too that was sweet. In, I, mean, I was in Cleveland, Ohio in 03. It was in Dallas. The first one, as we said, it was in Richfield Coliseum. My one, like I said, Diesel and Bret Hart was in D.C. in 95, however. Uh, of course, we know about Montreal. So a very good top five there, to say the least. Uh, my fifth one, however, before I hear Gerard's one, and then, John, we're going to get to your final three. Uh, this is going to throw everyone for a curveball. I'm going to go with maybe John Cena versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels in 09 for the WWE wow. title. That was a very good match in D.C., I remember. And John Cena was the champ that time. That was a very brutal triple threat match, I remember, with those three busting their butt in D.C. So that is my uh, fifth one. Gerard, what is your number five? My number five one is gotta have my boy in there. Yes. Razor Ramon's team. Yes. With all, uh, ah, I almost butchered that one. Yokozuna. Yep. Owen Hart and my other boy, well, Dean Douglas, but Shane Douglas. Yep. 1995 versus mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, British Bulldog, and Psycho Sid. Good pick. Oh. Very, that's that's very good. I like that. That was very good. Yep, Team Michaels and that was Ahmed was skinny. What's that, John? I said back when Ahmed was skinny. Yeah, when Ahmed was skinny. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, oh wow. That, that, is, that is right. I do recall that. That is right. That was also actually the same pay-per-view, and it was the only time, I think, we talk about teams, how our, the public enemy were in a match against the Smoking Guns. I think it was in the pre-show warm-up or sometime on the show. They took on Billy and Bart Gunn, however. Uh, surprisingly, however, the public enemy lost that match. But John, uh, you're up on your final three. Uh, we just heard also, ladies and gentlemen, that Xavier Woods will be returning tonight to Denver after being off the past week uh, due to his marriage. Again, Xavier Woods, so talking about teams, however, the New Day, however, going to be doing their thing again tonight, apparently in the Mile High City, but we'll talk about that shortly. Sean, go right ahead with your uh, final three, please. All right, all right. 1990 would would definitely have to be the uh, Undertaker day dealing. Yep. 91, him and Hogan Hogan for the WWE title, which I was born in March of 91. Yeah. Yeah, it was eight months after I was born. Yep, in in Detroit. That was in Detroit. Yeah, and possibly one of the best matches The Undertaker ever had against Hogan. That's correct. Yep, because they also did a match in Texas. And the last one that Chad mentioned was last year when Sting made his debut. That's right, in (laughs) St. Louis. In St. Louis, very good. All right, guys, we got five good ones so far. We're going to do our least fair five next, but before I do that, let's give the number out one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. 
Live in Virginia, you got the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. you got J.D. in Pittsburgh, of course, J.D. DiGirolamo this afternoon, episode 15. we got his king, that's just Sage R.T. Smith in beautiful Ontario. And, of course, down there in Carolina, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, who, of course, has got some good news for you. Uh, fantasy matchup people, however, we're going to get to that real quick, however, we're going to let Chad talk about that here. So, Chad, go right ahead. Tell us about okay. that, please. Certainly, absolutely, yes. Uh, we're on the very tail end here, ladies and gentlemen, of the WWS Fan Stable pay-per-view on ECW. <clears throat> yes, indeed. We're at the main event right now, and like I said before, the first three opponents for and the main, main event will feature Tommy Dreamer. Okay. <clears throat> and the uh, and like I said, the way this works, as always, the first three or three or more votes will face Dreamer inside of a fatal four-way, but guess what? There's a twist. There is a twist, guys. Uh, you will li- love this. This will be a fatal four-way inside Hell in a Cell. <laughs> oh, yes. And I can I'll make a go ahead and update here, and I will double-check this to make absolutely certain to have it. Okay, it has not changed. Okay. As of right now, we do have, we do know two of the three that Tommy Dreamer will be facing inside of the cell. One of them will be Sting. Yes. And the other one will be Diamond Dallas Page. The master of the diamond car, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And like I said, we have one vote already for Prince Pretty Tyler Breeze. But uh, we still need, like I said, we need, like I said, one more, three or more votes here. Other than Sting Sting and DDP are pretty much out of the running because they're already locked in. Yeah. Like I said, the other choices you have, like I mentioned before, Tyler Breeze, the Boogeyman, Orlando Jordan, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Buff Bagwell, Alberto Del Rio, Excuse me, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Eric Young. So, like I said, if you want to get in on this, like I said, we we're hoping we may be able to do this thing possibly on tomorrow's resolution if the voting will, if, like I said, we can get, like I said, one more voted with three or more votes in. So, definitely vote on there today. It's on the ECWUS page called This Is Extreme. <clears throat> uh, and that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ECWUS Extreme Rules. And, like I said, we are hoping to have this pay per view possibly. If not tomorrow, then possibly on Wednesday's edition of Revolution. We'd love to have this thing this week, if possible. And, John, I actually noticed you just put something down here, and you know what? We're going to do it that way. It's going to be a fatal four-way, ECW fatal four, but it's going to be an ECW style because we're also going to include weapons in it. There you go. So so there you go. And, and, uh, John, thank you very much for that suggestion, bud. Excellent suggestion. Uh, Like I said, so, like I said, so far, it's Tommy Dreamer versus Sting and versus DDP, but we need one more. So, like I said, just like I said, go on there right now. The first one to get three or more votes will will, will join Tommy Dreamer, Sting, and DDP in a Hell in a Cell Fatal 4-Way with weapons as part of the main event of the WWS Fan Stable pay-per-view on ECW. So get to voting right now. Like I said, hopefully maybe between tomorrow and Wednesday we'll be able to have this pay-per-view. Well, speaking of uh, Tyler Breeze, we understand how our ladies and gentlemen, he will be making his uh, Raw wrestling debut, if you will, possibly as early as tonight in Denver. You never know, folks, but we've been hearing a lot about it so far. That's indeed, yes. All right, what other matches do we have uh, right now that everyone could vote for? Uh, Chad, please share with everyone, if you could, please. Okay, let me, let, me, let me get right here to it, okay? Absolutely. I will definitely run these down. <clears throat> 
And also, I'm thankful for Facebook for 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 bringing back the poll option. They took it away here for a short time for some reason. Hmm. But now that they, but yeah, but they but they brought it back. I heard a lot of people complaining oh, about it. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I got one. Uh, I got one more wrestling date in history. All right, hold off uh, for a few minutes there, John. Let's uh, chat here, chat. But he says on the fan, uh, ECW fantasy match up there before we get uh, into that one last date. Please. Okay. Yeah. No. No problem. No. No. No problem. And John, I'm looking forward to hearing that. Whatever that is, as, as always. <clears throat> the first match is involving Taz, and it will be a triple threat. <clears throat> and I do once again think. Uh, uh, let me see. Who do I, Who do I think for this? Uh, uh, yes, I think uh, Jamie Mel and Gerard for actually helping me make this uh, suggestion. It is going to be. Taz taking on Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose in a triple threat in the first very first match. The second match will be Just Incredible taking on Finn Balor. The third match will be Sabu taking on AJ Styles. <clears throat> the fourth match will be The Sandman taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin. That that was a knockout vote right there. I think uh, Gerard, would you agree? That was kind of a not a blowout vote right there. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Uh, the fifth match will be will t- will pit Raven versus Jake the Snake Roberts. <clears throat> the okay, there you go. The sixth match will t- and Gerard is going to love. I don't know if he'll love me for this, but he'll love the this match. Mike Awesome will take on the bad guy Scott Hall. <laughs> the battle yes, of the Awesome Bomb versus the Razor's Edge. You can only smell the possibility of that one, guys. Absolutely. The seventh match will pit the Dudley Boys, and Gerard will love this one, too. The Dudley Boys will take on the Outsiders. That means Scott Hall will probably be doing the first double time duty. ever that we, we had a superstar do double duty in this, but, hey, that, that's, that's quite all right. So Scott Hall can keep up with probably the best of them. He can go through anything. So, um, <clears throat> Gerard, I think you would agree with that, too, bud. Yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. The Dudley Boys will be taking on the Outsiders in the ma- match number seven. Match number eight. Well, let's see. Let me let me go find it here. Oh yes, uh, and uh, <clears throat> I have also was was asked to uh, um, make make this one a triple threat as, as well. Match number eight will be Shane Douglas versus CM Punk versus Billy Gunn. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The Sounds ninth good. match. Hmm. I, I didn't hear you, bud. I said it sounds good. Sounds good? Oh, yeah. You'll love this one, too. Match number nine, Rob Van Dam will take on Brett the Hitman Hart. That was a blowout vote in itself, guys. <clears throat> and like I said before, we're still waiting, uh, still waiting, like I said, to officially make the main event, the tenth match. But we do know that Tommy Dreamer so far will be facing Steen and DDP. Inside, hell in a cell, it'll be a fatal four-way, and, and also... Uh, Thanks to uh, John Gross for giving me this a last-minute uh, thought here. <clears throat> it will be also with weapons. So obviously we know Sting will have the bat. DDP will will probably have a kendo stick. Uh, Tommy Dreamer will have anything he can get his hands on, and who knows um, who the fourth man will be. So it's going to be kind of hard to say with that. So definitely get devoted on this, guys, because like I said, we hope to have this thing within the neighborhood. I'll, 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 I'll talk in a minute. Between uh-huh. tomorrow or Wednesday's edition of Revolution, we hope to have this soon. So just like to get to voting on that last match so we can go ahead and get it taken care of. Yes. 
Vote early, vote often, as they say. However, we got a great card there. It looks like, however, from top to bottom again, another well-stacked card, to say the least, as we always come up with the best of the best, let's just say. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number is one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. However, one three eight seven four pound in the number one right now. You can talk to the big four here: Chad Hinshaw from Carolina, John Gross from Virginia, the Human Suplex Machine, of course, Mr. Uh, King NWO Jorah T. Smith, and of course the Iceman Jared Jerome. Of course, we hope to also have some other people join us here this afternoon. But we are talking about the top five greatest Survivor Series moments. Now we're going to give you our least favorite five Survivor Series moments, and this time I'm going to pick the order a little different, Howard. And I'm going to start this time out with Chad as his least favorite five Survivor Series moments. So, uh, Chad, you're on the clock here. Least favorite five, least five, least favorite, least favorite. Uh, yeah. hmm, that's, some, that's some tough ones here, guys, some tough ones. Um, oh, I'll have to say, oh, gosh. Um, well, this, well, there was one, there was, there was a couple of moments, I should say, from 04 that I didn't really, that I didn't really go for. All right. Uh, so I have to go ahead and and and, uh, <clears throat> and one thing I didn't like was when uh, in the SmackDown Classic Survivor Series matches when Carlito left. Yes. And didn't and 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 and, uh, <clears throat> and I mean I love the outcome of the match. I just didn't like the part that Carlito. But as before, I wanted John Cena to actually get his hands on him and whip his tail. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 was number that would be number one in my book from that. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, oh gosh, it's been it's been a while since. Uh, uh, oh gosh. Hmm. Okay, I'll do the way and name this one. My, my, another one for me would be also from uh, from um, from from O four was. Uh, uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, well, um, the match, of course, with the uh, I think it was a WWE title match, putting uh, JBL versus Booker T. I mean, Booker T. I think uh, was kind of screwed out of that uh, out of that match. Mm-hmm. Screwed out of the title on that. That was I didn't really I didn't really like that part that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Um, uh, let's see. Hmm. Oh gosh, this is this is, this is toughy toughy here, toughy toughy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah, of course. Um, I don't know if this happened at Survivor. This happened at Survivor Series in '99, I think, was when Stone Cold got hit. Yeah, he was out, and that's that was going to be one of mine too. Yeah, that was the year Rikishi would later admit that he was the one that ran the rock, uh, him over, and he blamed the Rock at the time. I did it! I did it for The Rock! <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would have to say, well, Stone Cold getting hit in 99. It was obviously was my, because he was on his way to going out to the belt, and all of a sudden he gets taken out of the picture mm-hmm. for a little while. And of course, we don't see him. Oh, oh I, I just now remembered another one. Okay, I got it. I got it. 2000. Yeah. Title match Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker. Undertaker pins him, believes he's won the belt. But then uh, the referee looks at him and says, it's not Kurt Angle. It's really determined it's Kurt Angle's twin brother. Yes, and we know Kurt Angle's had a very rough ordeal as of late, too, but I do recall that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, so yeah, that would, that would be my that, – I think that's four of them, right, I think? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let me think on number five. You go, go, on, go on to someone, else and I'll be thinking. All right, no problem. Take your time, uh, Gerard. We'll go to you next. Your least favorite five Survivor Series moments in history. Oh, if I can, I'm going to do. So I'm going to do my five worst teams that I thought that did bad in the Survivor Series. Go ahead. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. By all means, yeah, no problem. All right. I think team rated. RKO didn't do that good. It wasn't because of Edge and Randy Orton, but yeah. because of the other people they had on their squad. Sure. And I didn't think Team Lesnar did all that good either. Mm-hmm. I know. I think it was one year they did that. Yep, I do recall that. Yep. They had uh, Nathan Jones on the team, wasn't it, or something? I think so. Yeah, if I remember right, because I know he was in the w- I think that was oh. 0- Three, I want to say that same year. Oh, three, I want to say it might have been or oh two. I think it was oh three though. I have to double check my notes here. But yeah, I think it was one of those years. I do recall. Yes. Oh three, yeah. Oh okay, that was in Dallas then. Yep. Uh, Team Spears squad. <laughs> yes. Yes. What's that? Three, right? That's three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Truth Commission. <laughs> oh yes. Yes, uh, it was, I think sometime in like 89, I believe it was, or 90, one of those years. Yep. That's four? That's four, yeah, you're at four. Mm-hmm. You want me to do my fifth one now or no? Yeah, please do. I mean, Chad, right. Chad's still thinking about his fifth one. We all can remember in 2000, Road Dog, K-Quick, Billy Gunn, and China. Oh, yeah, good one. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a good one. And I'm sure Chad was thinking that probably is his fifth one, too, I would imagine. All right, here are mine. I'm going to go first with 2006, King Booker versus Batista, however. I mean, that was just, I mean, not a great main event at all. I hated Booker T when he was doing the whole King gimmick, and then he was making everyone uh, call them peasants and that. And you had his real wife, Charmel, being her queen. That just It just made me want to gag. Uh, 1993, I'm going to say the match that happened was the All-Americans versus the Foreign Fanatics. I mean, yeah, Lex Luger, The Undertaker, Rick and Scott Siren. I mean, yeah, it was a good American team. But yeah, the Foreign Fanatics in the form of Yokozuna, Ludwig Borga, Quebecer Jacques of the Rousseau brothers, and Crush. I mean, what kind of role did uh, Crush play in as a Foreign Fanatic team member? I mean, he was from Hawaii, for God's sake. And you're telling me you want to turn him as a heel and be a Foreign Fanatic with Yokozuna, Borga, and Quebecer Jacques? I'm sorry. Didn't make sense. Number three, uh, the matchup with Rock and Cena teaming up against Austin Truth in 2011. I thought that was ridiculous. And then... Tom Cena, the year before in 2010 when Orton took on Wade Barrett as John Cena was your referee, however. And, of course, Cena was fired from the WWE since Orton retained. And if Barrett had won, Cena would have been freed of Nexus. I think that's four now. And my fifth one is going to be the one from 1999, as you mentioned. Triple H versus The Big Show versus The Rock, which, of course, was the one when Austin, of course, went out and was forced to miss some time, a good bit of time from the ring, let's just say. So those are my uh, top five. Uh, John, I think you have your top five ready, unless Chad has his fifth one. Uh, uh, Chad, did you have that as your fifth one, too? Uh, I, have, I have it in mind, but let John, I'd, love to hear, I'd love to hear John's first. John, go please go ahead with your top five. We'd like to hear your top five now. Well, before I do that, I want to say uh, this thing, wrestling history, before I do Oh, my, yes, yes. Well, you said you were going to update on this. Like, go ahead. 1988. I think the uh, Ted Turner did, um, did Ted Turner, uh, 
sell something back in 88, November 88? It sounds right to me, unless he uh, did not. I'll have to double-check to be sure. I I could not tell you at this point. I mean, I would say yes, but you never know. I'll just double-check. I'll have to double-check later on today, and I'll let you know about that. But please uh, proceed. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, 1990, I think, was one of the worst gimmicks ever when they brought in the gobbly gooker. Yes. Yep. That's right. Uh, 1994, uh, let's see. Lawler's team against Doink's team. Yeah, yeah. right. The, the, the King Squad, it was uh, Doink, Dink, Pink, and whatever they were named, however, against uh, Cheesy, Queasy, Sleazy, and all that, yeah, that was pretty hokey. I agree. Yeah, right. Uh, 1990, 1999, like Chen and JD mentioned, yep. The Rock versus Triple H versus Big Show, which could have involved Dalton had he not been run over by Rikishi. Yes. And 2000, <clears throat> excuse me, 2005, it had. Uh, Actually, I'm going to skip 2005. 2013, the WWE Championship match between Orton and Big Show, which sucked. Mm -hmm. And, oh, oh, 1992, Big Boston and Nails, need I say more? Yeah. Uh, right, and I think uh, you got uh, is that your is that it? I mean, you got top five there. Yeah. All right, very good on your top five. I like him, and I think Chad had one more to tell us. So, uh, Chad, please go ahead with your fifth one. Well, 1991, when uh, Undertaker defeated Hogan for the belt, I did not decide. I did no, 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 no. Let me let me finish it, John. Go ahead, Chad. Okay. The fact that I didn't like how how Undertaker pulled it off, the fact that Ric Flair brought a chair and put it right there into the ring, and Undertaker tombstone Hogan right onto the chair. Yep, and they later on to this Tuesday in Texas. However, it was very interesting. I mean, that was a very questionable ending in Detroit. I recall that. Yes, very cool, very true. All right, all good ones, guys. Seriously, I mean, all five of us, three of us, four of us, I should say, came up with the top five and the least top five. So if you want to weigh in on your thoughts, too, please listen in or just call 1-724-444-7444, pound one three eight seven four four. This afternoon, we got the big four here on a Monday, November the 2nd, episode 15. Yes, folks, 15 weeks and still going strong. We got uh, Mr. Chad Hinshaw down there in Carolina, where his Carolina Panthers will be taking on Indy tonight. Should be a great Monday night football game there. We got in Virginia, the Redskins man himself, Mr. John Gross, the human suplex machine, me, the infamous Iceman here in Pittsburgh, where it's been a little rough the last 24 hours. We're getting over it slowly but surely here in Sealer City, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Jared DiGirolamo, of course, in Ontario. We got uh, John Gross, or not John Gross, sorry, Jared T. Smith up there in Ontario. Uh, <laughs> Gerard, we don't know who your football team is. Maybe you can tell us who your fair football team is. You have a fair football team, so I know. Um, I'd have to say Detroit. Yeah, the Detroit Lions, who are in a real big funk right now, shall we say, after they lost in the U.K., shall we say, however, uh, mind you. Uh, so that being said, however, uh, certainly uh, 
very, uh, very rough times up there. Hard times, they say, up there in Detroit right now. I mean, the whole team. I mean, Calvin Johnson got hurt yesterday. Matthew Stafford had a somewhat all right day, but not a great day, if you will, there in uh, the U.K. yesterday. But hopefully he'll get it back together this week, however, as the Lions will be returning home. All right, guys, with that said, we have plenty of time here. we got another 45 minutes to go. Now we're going to do a little bit of a game we like to always do on the other shows as well, and Chad does it quite a bit. Gerard does it on his show, and I do it here on my show. Fantasy Dream Matchups. So have your Fantasy Dream Matchups ready to go, folks, and we're ready to uh, have a little fun here. Last week we had a great time on the Halloween edition of this. This was actually pretty fun. Next week, folks, we're going to talk about a great thing, and I'll talk about that at the end of the show, what we got in store for you all next week. But uh, with that said, let's uh, get to the Fantasy Dream Matchups right now, however. And uh, with that said, we're going to spin the wheel again, and this time we're going to come up on uh, Gerard with his first Fantasy Matchup of the day. So go ahead, Gerard. The stage is yours, shall I say. All right. Let's get it going. All yes. right. This <laughs> tag team, Shane Douglas versus, or with Scott Hall versus Alberto Del Rio. Their team's going to be Goldberg. All right. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and uh, Prince Ikea. Okay, so Alberto Del Rio, Prince Ikea, and Alberto Del Rio versus Shane Douglas, Scott Hall, and who's their third man? Her third man, a third man, I should say, in the six-person tag. Uh, wait, uh, it was Scott Hall, Shane Douglas. Alberto Del Rio versus Goldberg, Eddie Guerrero, and Prince Ikea. Okay, uh, okay, so, all right, all right, so let me get this right again. Hold on. Scott Hall, Shane Douglas, and Alberto Del Rio versus Goldberg, uh, versus, hold on, Goldberg, and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I'm just uh, making sure. And Prince Ikea. And Prince Ikea. Ooh, this is a good six person tag here. A contrasting of styles, if you will, between. The uh, islands in the Mexico, shall we say, uh, with uh, Del Rio and uh, Eddie. And, of course, uh, the man himself, the master of the jackhammer, and, of course, the spear. No, not Roman Reigns, folks, but the man himself from Georgia, if you will, Goldberg, taking on the franchise from Pittsburgh, if you will, and the bad guy from Florida, Scott Hall. So, uh, very good six-person tag to start out today's show here on the Fantasy Dream matchup. Uh, With that said, Your Majesty, go ahead. You make the decision. Well, it's going to be Hey Yo Team. Hey Yo Team. Okay, Scott Hall, Shane Douglas, and Mr. Del Rio win this one in a very good opening uh, contest here against the dream team of uh, Iakea, Goldberg, and Eddie. Very, very good there. Okay, John, your pick. Okay, I'm going to go with Gerard on that one. All right, there's two. I'll make it three, and Chad, you're the fourth guy in the poll here. What do you got? And make it four. <clears throat> four for four. Okay, very, very good way to start. So four for four, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, guest six hopefully will have his answer for us as he is in the chat box right now, and he's just uh, saying hello to all of us here. We'd like to say hello to him as well. All right, very good to start out that. Howard. And now we're going to spin the wheel again, and this time I'm going to come up on... John, you're next, however, with your match, so please have that ready to go. 
No uh, sound effects for the wheel? <laughs> well, I don't have a wheel, but I'm just, uh, if I had a wheel, I'd be spinning it now. But, I mean, I, I got to, I'm going to, one of these weeks, I'm going to have to find one. I have one in the, my house here in Pittsburgh. I'm going to find one eventually. I'll have to get that going. So, go ahead, uh, John. You're next. Um, okay. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, we, we got the wheel spinning now. That was the wheel I was looking for. I knew someone had my wheel. Darn. I knew it was taken away from me over the weekend. I thought I had never even to have people spinning for trick or treat the other night. Darn. Okay, but, 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 buddy, hey, I'll let you borrow that. You need to return back to me. Man. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll send it back to you. I'll, 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 I'll mail it back to you. You see that style tonight. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. All right. Stop. Ooh. All right. Go ahead, John. That's not that. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose versus. Oh. Oh. Jake the Snake Robert. Oh. oh. Two crazy guys in their own way. How are this? Is. This should be interesting. This is going to be a straight-up match, or this is going to be hardcore. I'm going to have a gimmick match here involved here, John. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Gimmick match? Oh, yeah. What are we calling for? Hardcore rules. Hardcore rules. Ooh, okay. Very good here. This is a good one. All right. Uh, With that said, let's turn it over to, uh, shall I say, the human suplex machine since he made this one. Go right ahead with your pick here. Well, you would normally say I'd pick Ambrose, but I'm going to have to go with Jake the Snake Robert. Okay, so Jake the Snake uh, with his two uh, buddies, or at least his one buddy. We don't know which one it is, either Damien or Lucifer. His snakes, if you will, coming out with the DDT, however, are going to calm down the lunatic fringe from Cincinnati, if you will. Very, very interesting matches. The man from Stone Mountain picks up the victory here. Okay, very good here. Uh, Chad, your thoughts about this one? Uh, very, very intriguing. Ambrose and Jake the Snake here. Mm, that does sound very intriguing. Uh, obviously, Jake's going to have to have to have that snake close by here, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, going to roll out the punches there, too, as well. And all him, of course, what he's well known for. Tough uh, on the call here. Uh, I don't think even Dean, I mean, Ambrose is still a great, great competitor, don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, but I got to say, Jake breaks out Lucifer in the end. I got to say, Jake the Snake. Um, All right. So it's two for two. And uh, you know what, Howard? I'm going to go uh, make it three for three. I think Jake the Snake snaps the DDT on Ambrose. I hate to say it, but Ambrose, it's not going to be your uh, night, shall we say. Jake the Snake will come out slithering away with a close win here. Gerard, what do you think? Can you make it four in a row here for us? Yes, I can. Jake the Snake. All right. Again, unanimous choices by our panel here. Two great matches out of the gate here, folks. And we're only two matches. And we still got plenty of time for these matches to coincide. So we're going to have a lot of uh, people and a lot of uh, dream matchups. We'd like to hear from you all in your picks, too, folks. one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. Right now, you can talk to the big four here on the show today. All right, I'm going to go next. This is going to be a good one, guys. I've been, I just thought about this one like within the last couple seconds, and I thought this is going to be a great one. I think you're going to really like this one. We're going to go Randy the Macho Man Savage, however, with Miss Elizabeth. Ooh, yeah, dig it. And we're going to have him take on Seth Rollins, the architect, if you will. Oh, so you talk about a great match up here, folks. Uh, Seth Rollins, the champ, versus, however... Mr. Macho Man himself, Randy Savage, however, uh, I'm going to uh, 
wait for my decision, however, and I want to turn it over to Chad with his thoughts on this one. Oh, 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 Rollins and Macho Man. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, Lord, what a blowout here. Uh, yes. uh, hmm. First off, it would be great. It would be a very watchable match. Uh, hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, Seth would, of course, try to – he actually might try to bring the curb stop on that a little bit, but I think Macho Man might be a tattoo. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Savage. All right, so we got one for Savage as well, however, besides myself, so it's two. Uh, Gerard, you're up. I'm buying in. Well, we knew that was a no-brainer. There you go, folks. <laughs> Seth Rollins, that was an easy answer. Perfect. And, John, what do you got for us? Very, very too sweet to be sour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, so Savage is, is a unanimous pick, folks. Three to it's three to one in this fair. So Rollins, uh, sorry about your damn luck, shall we say? However, you're not going to oh. be buying in here tonight. However, as the Macho Man will have the bionic elbow, should I say, the roaring elbow, if you will, and the lovely Miss Elizabeth in his side. And Seth, good luck trying to find someone, uh, maybe helping you out, like Stephanie McMahon or something like that. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> All right, uh, three good matches here, guys, and we still got a lot more here to discuss here this afternoon, Howard. So right now we've done three, and there's one person who has not done that yet, and I'm wondering who that could be. Who could that be? Hmm. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we know who it is. Yes. We just found out who it was, folks. Uh, he just made it clear. So let's turn it now to the man of Carolina himself, down there in Horseman Country, if you will, Mr. WCW Chad Inshaw, with his first fantasy matchup of the afternoon. Please proceed, sir. Uh, I will do that. And first of all, I got excuse me, I got to clear my throat. Excuse me for one second. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we were talking about a. A possible Divas match here at somewhere down the line, and I'm going to actually going to bring this to light, but I'm going to kind of add a little bit of mi- mixture into this. All right. Uh, we're going to do, let's see. Hmm. Ooh, okay, I got it. I got it. All right. It. WWF versus WWE versus TNA, and it's a triple threat Divas match. All right. WWF will be represented by Alundra Blaze. Yes. WWE will be represented by Paige. Yes. And TNA will be represented by... Mm, and they got a lot of good divas uh, knockouts there. Uh, oh, okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Angelina Love. Ooh, okay. So, Madison, we've got uh, Paige, Angina, uh, Angina, uh, I can't say it. Angelina Love there. I said it now, finally. Angelina Love, and who was our third person there, Chad? Alundra Blaze. Well, I said Medusa. Yeah, Alundra Blaze. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alundra Blaze versus Paige versus Angelina Love. Okay, Paige was the third one I didn't get. Okay, it's a very good match here, guys. I mean, this is going to be intriguing. All right, Chad, this is... Probably a killer Divas match. I think a lot of people are going to agree with this, but uh, please share with us your thoughts on who will win this one. Well, you, well, like I said, uh, Paige will definitely, I'm sure, will try to be the quickest of the three in this. She, seems out, she, might, be the, she might be the youngest of the three, but uh, it will have to go through experience and, of course, in between Alundra Blaze and Angelina Love. 
hands down, I'm going to say Alundra Blaze. All right, so you're going to go with Medusa. Uh, Gerard, I think I know who you're going with. I don't think anyone needs to know the answer, but please tell us anyway. Well, <clears throat> hold on a <laughs> Well, it's going to be a HLA match. Hot lesbian action match. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You just heard it here, folks, on Raw Radio. An HLA match. There you go. <laughs> I think that's the first time yeah. it's been mentioned here. I think so, too. I think you're right, John. But go on. Uh, finish out your, uh, like I said, go ahead, Gerard. Finish your uh Pick, please. And she'd finish it off with the lick of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Uh, oh, Lord. Wow. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, uh, I, I can't keep a straight face right now. Sorry, people. I'm laughing too hard, too. But I think, we, I think we just found out Gerard's answer, and he didn't even need to say the diva's name. I think we know who he's talking about, too. <laughs> Yeah, that what, is what, the the gothic queen herself from England, if you will, Miss Page. Are we talking about her? Yeah, I knew that was an answer. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna make it a I'm gonna make it a double whammy here because I'm gonna take Page as well. I mean, as much as I like Medusa and Angelina, I gotta go with Page. Page in that uh, gothic temper and that uh, Page bomb esque, if you will, however, is just just too awesome to say words. Uh, John, please tell us who do you like in this one. I'm trying to keep it straight for you still. And I think it's the unanimous. All right, so there you go. Three page wins here, folks. Uh, wow. I mean, we've we've heard Divas matches before, but this might have taken the cake here today on Raw Radio, folks. I mean, we want to hear what you had to say about this if you get a chance to. All right, guys. Good. Can I add something to that? Please. Gerard Gerard brought up the hot lesbian action. Yes, he did. Okay, <laughs> Gerard, you might agree with me on this. You know how Paige wins? Y'all want to know how Paige wins? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Paige Turner or the uh, PTO. Well, 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 since it's since it's a hot lesbian action match, it's got to be something completely different. It's the it's the squirt of death. <laughs> yes! 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 yes. Well, we have become radar quite quickly in a lot of ways this afternoon, but that's okay. I mean, usually it's on Saturday, but sometimes we can turn it up a notch here on Mondays, too, believe it or not, folks. I mean, seriously, we can do it on Mondays, too, and believe me, we we got another half hour to go, so who knows what's going to happen. We might do more radar stuff before the day's over. Right, and whoever Uh, paid this Page did lick a death tune, and I go. <laughs> 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 yep, 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 indeed, indeed, guys. No question. Wow. All right, that was a good first round, guys. That was very, very good. All right, we're on to round two next here on the uh, fancy stable here. So uh, this time we're gonna have the wheel spin again, and this time I'm gonna throw it off to uh, John. John, you're up first this time. Go right ahead. Alright, uh, Rikishi versus Umaga. Rikishi and Umaga, two Samoan guys here. This this is intriguing. I like this one. Wow. This is pretty good, John. I like your selection here. Alright, uh, give us your uh, thoughts. Who do you like in this one? Well, as much as I hate to say it, but Umaga could take the stink face, but however, Umaga could 
ram ram Rikishi's butt with his throat, with his yeah. finger throat. Oh God, that 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 sounded wrong. But go on. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you're taking. Give us your answer. You're gonna take Rikishi, right? No, I'm going to take Umaga. You're going to take Umaga on the spike. Okay, Chad, who do you like? Rikishi and Umaga. Two uh, small warriors here. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, who would have... I mean, uh, this would be one that uh, Umaga would try to do the stink face and all that. That'd be kind of quite... It'd be ten times as worse as Rikishi's is. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know what? I've got a... This is a you know, battle of two tough Samoans, in my mm-hmm. personal opinion. Oh, yes. absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. I got to see Rikishi. All right, going with Rikishi. Okay, so one-to-one, however. Uh, Gerard, you're up next. Go right ahead. Umaga. Umaga and the spike, so it's 2-1. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to make it 3-1 to one again. However, I'm going to take Umaga and that spike. I think, Rikishi, you're in trouble. The least, however, it's going to be a very... Very uh, interesting thing. Uh, guys, talk some among yourselves for a second. I'll be back in a minute. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Gerard, this thing about um, while he's gone, I gotta, I gotta ask you this. Your per- my personal opinion, John. I'll ask you this too. This mm-hmm. deal with this deal with Batista. They came out. The story came out about him being okay. about WWE. Uh, uh, Gerard. What's your take on it, Bud? I mean, do you think Batista, uh, if if, they, if he comes back, who would they put him up against? I mean, what, who who would be an ideal opponent for him? For him, your personal opinion? Uh, it have to it have to be short matches. Uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I like to see him against. Well, I want him to be a heel, though, so he'd have to go against. Uh, I like him and Kevin Owens, though, uh, to go against each other. That'd be a good one. That'd be an excellent. Um, one. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I just like to see him back as a heel. Um, yeah, it could happen. I mean, he, he did he go out as a heel? Yeah, yeah I'm, back. Was, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. He finished up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans, okay. uh, they were booing him. Bautista, remember? Yeah, he was Bautista and Blutista within a 24-hour yeah. stretch. So, why yeah. would he maybe come back if he's not going to be treated right? Right. Right. Was that the same night that I met Gerard? Let me ask you this. Was the night that Bautista quit, wasn't that the same night that Rollins turned on the shield? Yeah. It was the same. Yeah, same June second, June second. Yeah, because Raw was in Indy, I think, and the night before it was in Chicago. Yeah. Well, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, I was uh, uh, JD. I gotta ask, let me ask your sure. thoughts about this. We were talking about this with Batista. Uh, if, if they were to, if they, he was, if he did, you know, come actually just come out, come back out of the blue here, who do you think it would be? If they start him off with someone right away, who do you think it would be? Kevin Owens is a good choice. I like that thinking. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Lesnar, though. But at the same time, it depends on Lesnar's schedule, however, because Lesnar can dictate what he wants, where he wants it. I think right now Owens would be a good start, however, for him. But at the same time, I could see someone like maybe him and maybe someone like maybe Rollins, possibly, or maybe someone like Roman Reigns. It would be interesting to see those two get it on with each other. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see, you know. Yep. Oh yeah, John. Uh, 
your thoughts here, if Batista was to return, who do you think would be an ideal opponent for him? Ooh, I would love to see Batista and Brock Lesnar fight it out. I, I think that, that could happen eventually if Batista were to make his return to the WWE. Or I right. think face like uh, Ryback or Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins. The other one with Kevin Owens seems okay, too, but... Right. But let me ask you this, and, Joy, and, and J.D., I'm not trying to take over the show, but... No, by all means, please, please share with us your thoughts, so by all means. I, I read this story, and it got me thinking about this. Gerard, if he was to, if Batista was to come back, do you think he, not probably not right away, but do you think he would make another run for the belt? I don't know if he's there. Gerard, are you still there? I am. I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did yeah, know. Yeah. But, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gerard. If if, if Batista was to, was to come back, here's another here's another thought here. Do you think he would make another run at the belt? Uh, uh, he shouldn't because he he gets gassed too fast. His matches have to be less than five minutes. Well, sure. Right. Yeah. So you you so you wouldn't think so. Well, he probably wants to, but. Uh, I don't know, like, who wants to see a five-minute championship match? I don't. Yeah, no, I don't, and I'll, I don't, I'll second that, too. I, I don't either, I think. Think um, about nine between Batista and Randy Orton, that was five minutes. Yeah. Well, well right. But, uh, yeah, but, like, like there's one, another thing is, say say not, Jordan, let me re-ask this then. Say not the, the world title, but after one of the other two titles, uh, yeah, I can see him go for uh, uh, maybe uh, United States or uh, Intercontinental. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, right. Have have a title and then retire because he's getting up there. Uh, mm-hmm. He ain't sure. no spring chicken anymore. No. No, no, he's not. No. Well, he uh, started uh, late too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, I remember. I remember that. JD, uh, your thoughts here. If he was to make a run, let me, and I'll re-ask this question. Sure. If he was to when he, when he if he does make a, his make his return at some at some point, yeah. And he he makes a run for a belt. Which one do you think would be the one he goes for first? The world title would be interesting, but I don't see it happening. I think the U.S. title would be only fitting for him at this point in time. Sure. Okay, John. What about you? Uh, and I'm gonna have to make it an anonymous too. Okay, so apparently, apparently everyone's opinion. I'll have, to, I'll have, to, I'll do, I do agree with that as well. So obviously, what we, what we, what we think, what we're thinking is, if Batista, with this story that brought about possibly making another WWE run, hmm. if he was, does that, does make, <clears throat> uh, go for a championship, it may not right away be the world title. It may be either the United States or the Intercontinental belt. So obviously, Del Rio and. KO will probably have to be watching over their shoulders and seeing what what happens. See if yes. if he if he does make a <clears throat> does make a beeline for either one of those bills somewhere somewhere down the road. I just wanted to just throw that out there because th- that story intrigued me. Yeah, and I did. Uh, yes, I and I and it got me got me thinking. You know, a who would be in, his first ideal opponent and Kevin Owens would be personally. I think great. I would watch that ten times over. Oh yeah, but, but as for but as for the other one that really kind of got me. Got my mind boggling. 
is what belt would he go for? I mean, would he go for the world title right away, which like Gerard said he probably would want to, but it wouldn't, but like, like, like Gerard also said, it would not be a long match because, like I said, Batista is known for getting done with his matches lickety split. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so yeah, but I just want to that. I want to give everyone points of view. So I may, I may, I may talk about that again uh, tomorrow night on Revolution. I may get everyone else's thoughts of who else is on tomorrow night. So mm-hmm. I just want to throw it out there, JD. Go ahead. But I no, that, that that was a good, good, good. No, we talked about that. I was just going to bring up Batista earlier uh, during the news segment a little bit ago when you came on along with Gerard in the news segment. I talked with him before you came on too, and that was uh, actually going to be my next point. But uh, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on this, like you said, certainly. And I think a lot of people have their own thoughts about this, like we said today, not just here, but everywhere else on uh, Revolution and what else out there in Radio Land. And we'd like to hear your thoughts too. One seven two four 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 four. 7444 Guest 6 has now left us. So, Guest 6, thank you for calling in. Hopefully, you'll call in next week or join us next week. Uh, pound 138744 right now. We're doing fantasy matchups here for a little longer here on this Monday, November 2nd, 2015. Uh, like I said, you got the big four this afternoon. We got Mr. WCW down there in Carolina where they got a big game tonight, as I said. Chad Hinshaw. We got uh, in Ontario the Detroit Lion Man himself, Dora T. King, N.W. Smith. In D.C., we got the Human Suplex Machine, the Redskin Man. Hail to the Redskins, of course. Uh, John Gross, of course. The human of course machine. I am a Redskins man. <laughs> I know you are. And, of course, me being the Steeler man here in Steeler City, shall we say, Kurt Angle's hometown of Pittsburgh, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. All right, guys, we're going to have time for a couple more rounds of this, so let's uh, do another two rounds of this, and then we're going to call it a day with our Raw ratings and uh, dream, uh, main event picks, however, before we call it a day. And then i got a surprise for you all to announce for next week's show. Uh, this time, however, who did I pick first last time to start out the uh, fantasy matchup? <clears throat> yes, John. Okay, so the wheel goes around this time, and we're going to go with Gerard first this time. So, Gerard, it's on you. You have the pick, however, so go right ahead. Okay, I got a doozy for you. This is a big match. All right. It's a three-way, and the first opponent is Scott Norton. Flash Norton, the IWGP former champion, a very big guy in his own right, 6'8", 350. We've talked about him exclusively quite a bit over the last few months, Howard, but continue, please. Go ahead. Well, his opponent gets even bigger. Yes. Big, bad Vader. It's Vader time. Another Japanese guy who's been known over the years in the land of the rising sun as well as here in America. Very good. Okay. Vader and Norton. And their last opponent is Mr. Pop-Up. Powerbomb, Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens from Ring of Honor and NXT, ladies and gentlemen. Now the current IC champion. So you got three big Brahma Bulls in this ring. However, with uh, two from Japan who have wrestled also in the States and other federations. And Norton and Vader taking on Mr. KO himself, the IC champion, the master of the pop-up powerbomb. Very, very intriguing here when you talk about three big... uh, very strong bulls, shall we say, and, and of course they will definitely have uh, a lot to do with in the ring. We're going to keep an eye on this one, certainly. Gerard, I like this one. Go ahead, give us your thoughts. Who do you like in this one? From Quebec, Canada, Mr. Kevin Owens. All right, 
So he's going with a fellow Canadian there. No surprise there. The master of the pop-up powerbomb, as we said, however. And uh, that is a very, very good choice there. I uh, just uh, actually talking about big guys. I just saw a picture recently. Uh, they put it on social media recently. I think the primetime players, since they are in Denver tonight, had a picture with Peyton Manning this morning, believe it or not, at the Denver Broncos facility, since Raw is there tonight. Considering Manning won that big game last night against Green Bay. So if you guys get a chance, you might want to check that picture out. All right, uh, John, who do you like with the master, these three uh, big bulls, as I like to say, involving KO, Norton, and Vader? All I got to say to this match is hold on your butt. I'm going to say Kevin Owens will win that one. KO, too. Okay, so we got two for KO. I'm going to take Scott Norton. I think Norton and his Japan experience over the years has done him right, Howard. Not to say Kevin Owens in Ring of Honor and next, he's done anything bad. And Vader's done well over the years in Japan and in the States. I just like Scott Norton. So I'm going to go with the Minnesota boy today in Flash, Scott Norton. Uh, Chad, your thoughts. Go ahead. Uh, and Gerard, with all due respect, but with all due respect, Anyway, 
and you're going to have Buff Bagwell. Yes. Versus Simon Dean. Ooh. The battle. <laughs> this 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 is pretty fun. You pick this one. The uh, master of the uh, blockbuster versus uh, the Simonizer, if you will, whatever the heck his finisher was. However, in WWE, I know in ECW, we know he was Hollywood No with a Kryptonite Crunch, and he was a pretty good wrestler in his own right as a member of the BWO. Uh, but in WWE, as far as Simon Dean goes, how he was the fitness guru, we all know about that. How so? Go right ahead. You uh, pick this one. So please tell us who do you like in this one? Uh, well. Even even Simon Dean offered uh, offered Buff a little bit of a Simon system. I don't think that would have that would have made a difference and all that. Uh, my personal opinion, I would have to say Buff. All right, you're gonna take Bagwell. All right, uh, who do you like in this one, John? Between uh, these two, who was that again? Simon Dean, aka Hollywood Nova, Mike Bucci taking on uh, Buff Bagwell, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, formerly the Hollywood Bl- um, American Male, shall we say. Males, yeah. yeah, my mistake. Yeah. I think it's going to be um, Buff Bagwell. Bagwell, so okay, there you go. And uh, Gerard, you're up. Buff is the stuff, Buff Daddy. All right, so three for Bagwell, and you know what? I am going against you guys again, and I'm going to take Simon Deans as much as it pains me because of Bagwell's history in and out of it. And speaking of Bagwell, folks, he came out with an independent movie recently. Uh, we got to find someone who might know. Is it a uh, porn? I don't know if it was a porn or if it was an independent <laughs> film. It might have been. It says, I'm buff on the stuff, and the girls can't get enough, shall we say. But it also could have been. Gigolo. Yeah, it was a gigolo. I know he was in that movie. I do recall that. No, Chad Gigolo. actually mentioned that he Gigolo. was doing the episode of Jiggles one time. I think it was something along the lines like about his career, I think, or something like that. I mean, he's yeah. been really trying to keep his nose clean since he got out of wrestling, however, and it seems like trouble falls him wherever he goes. Even when in the latter years of WCW, he got in some trouble, I remember, with management, however. But uh, Bagwell's had a unique, let's just say, career, however, over the last 10 to 15 years compared to what he was back in the day in WCW. Yeah. Um, uh, before you're any further, uh, Gerard, if you go look in the video vault, I posted a video of an interview that that was conducted with Buff Bagwell talking about what this thing about the Gigolos things was. He talks about in great detail about that. It's on the video vault page. You have to skim down a little bit, but I did put that on there, and all. It's about a. 10 or 20 minute video, but it's a pretty good video. Yeah, we'll, we'll all have to check it out. John, I know you had a picture of Bagwell and you together with that championship belt, however. We still don't know what that belt was all about. How we, Chad and I were talking about it off the air one night, however. We couldn't guess what the belt was, so I'm yeah. sure it was like some independent federation belt, but uh, very interesting match there. Bagwell versus Simon Dean. Okay, I'm next, however. So you know what? I'm going to go martial arts here on you all. Is This is my next match. It'll be the human suplex screen. No, not you, John. But Taz, if you will, versus Ken Shamrock, if you will. I mean, you talk about a fight here. I mean, this is going to be a battle of judo and all the submission moves Taz is known for over the years, however, versus the most dangerous man. I'm going to take Taz in this one with the Taz mission. Takata Hajime wins it here. I'm going to take him. All right, Chad will be back, folks. So we'll get his answer here in a couple seconds on that one. Uh, John, you're up. Our, uh, Taz versus uh, Kenny Shamrock. Who do you like here? I'm going to go with Taz. You're going to go with Taz, too? Okay, so 
my colleague, the human suplex machine, is going with Taz, the human suplex machine, the former two-time ECW world champion, if you will. And, uh, Gerard, you're up. Taz. Three for Taz. Okay, and Chad will be the fourth member. We'll get his opinion here in a minute. Uh, but before we do, ladies and gentlemen, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. We are just about winding now. We got one more round of fantasy matchups, and then I'm going to announce uh, uh, my surprise for next week. And then we're going to get raw ratings and main event predictions, and then I'm going to call it a day here on this November second. But before I do, uh, I want to send out a couple special uh, birthday wishes to some friends of mine today. One of them being my good friend in here in Pittsburgh. However, my uh, friend uh, Zach is celebrating a birthday today. My friend uh, uh, Ryan is celebrating a birthday today. My cousin Jim in San Francisco. Hope he's having a great birthday. And the one person who is very special, however, and is actually listening to a little bit of my radio show, and I hope he starts listening more, however, because I always tell him to. But anyway, he is my father. And I'd like to wish my father, John, a very special happy, happy birthday from your son here at Raw Radio. And all of us here at Raw Radio would like to wish him a happy birthday as well, and to my other friends as well. I think Chad's back with us now. Chad, are you back with us now? All right, he's still out, folks. All right, we're going to get to the third and final round, however, before we hear Chad's answer on Shamrock and Taz. And now we're going to turn it over to uh, Gerard, however, as far as round three goes for the final round. Gerard, the main event is yours. Please pick your final main event today, sir. All right. Let's go with a bang, I'd say. Uh, yes. In a four-way tag team matchup, we're going to go with... Uh, go with... We're going to go with the Vaude Villains. Yes, Aiden English and Simon Gotch. Outsiders. Hall and Nash, very good, yep. Versus the Eliminators. Saturn Coronas. Versus... Uh, what's another tag team? Impact Players. Storm and Just Incredible, and will they be with Jason and Don Marie? That's right. Uh, and I'm going... That was four, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Outsiders. All right, you're going with Hall and Nash. I'm not surprised. I'm going to go with the Vaudevillians, English and Gotch. John, who do you like? Hall and Nash. Hall and Nash, too. All right, and let's see if Chad's back with us again. Chad, are you with us now? All right, I think he'll be back in a second. I think I hear him. He'll be back in a few seconds, folks. All right, uh, John, give uh, us your... Uh, let me try it again. Uh, uh, Chad, are you with us? Nope, I do hear some commotion in the back, so bear with us, folks. All right, uh... John, give us your uh, main event match before I give you mine. Okay, the main event will be John Cena versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, wow. This is good. This is really, really good you came up with here. I like this one. Cena versus Bret Hart. Talk about two popular guys in their own time and own decade at times. Our very, very good choosing here. I like this one. Okay, give us uh, your winner. I'm going to go with Cena. And Gerard, being from Canada, I'm sure you're taking the hit, man. I am. And I'm going to be with you on that, even though I'm not from Canada. I do like the hit, man, 
as well. All right, let's see if Ch- uh, Chaz with, uh, resumed with us again. We're still trying to wait for Mr. Hinshaw to resume uh, here in the Horseman Country. Yeah, Mr. Hinshaw, are you there, sir? Okay, he's he's still uh, doing his thing. Okay, I'm going to go with my main event now, and this is going to be a real doozy of a blockbuster for you guys. You're going to like this one. Let's put Bruno San Martino versus Roman Reigns. Wow. Yes. I mean, you talk about power with two guys in the ring, like the living legend from Pittsburgh and Roman. I mean, I was really thinking about this all day long. Even last night I was thinking about this when I laid it, was in bed sleeping. Now, and I'm thinking, hmm, what would be good fantasy? And I'm thinking, okay, that would be great. All right, I'm going to go first here in this one. I like Bruno. I like Roman. But you know what, however? I think it's going to be Roman Reigns with a spear that just edges out the living legend from Pittsburgh, Bruno San Martino. Gerard, who do you like in this one? Bruno. Bruno, okay. And John? I'm going to pick Roman Reigns. So you're going to side with me. Okay, so very, very good picks here, guys. Hopefully Chet will be back on in a few seconds here before we wrap it up and call it a day. Uh, but if not, we want to thank him for coming on today. Hopefully he'll be with us to say goodbye to us here. one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. We had a lot of good fantasy matchups today, guys, and I know some of these matchups that we said on the show, if we get on the chat box and on Revolution tomorrow this week, I'm sure we're going to have to tell him in case he didn't hear what they are. However, if not, he'll listen to them and make his own thoughts about these ones uh, as well. Uh, let's see if we can see if we can uh, try one last time with uh, Chad. Chad, are you there? I just now got back. All right. We've had some great, great fantasy matchups, Howard. So let's go over uh, the matchups again. We made some great ones here. The first one was John Cena versus Brett the Hitman Hart. John picked that one. Who do you like in that one? Oh, good. Great match here. Uh, mm, Kind of a tough choice. I'm going to have to say Brett Hart. All right. Next one, I picked this one. This was a really good one. Bruno versus Roman Reigns. Ooh, tough, ooh, tough, tough indeed. Uh, well known first, of course. One one man is well known for holding the title a lot longer than anyone else. The other man, uh, uh, believe that, of course. Uh, I gotta say, Bruno. All right, you're going with Bruno, and uh, uh, Gerard made. An, uh, I think John, you had another match too. Did you make another one or not yet? Was it? Th- John, are you there? Oh yes, I am. Okay, did you, you pick the Brett and uh, uh, Matt? The Brett was the second one you picked, right? Yeah. Okay, you'll have one more coming up in a second. Gerard had another good one, and it's a fatal four-way. So, uh, Gerard, what was your fatal four-way again? The Vaudevillians, the Outsiders, and what were the other two teams? The Eliminators. Cronus and Saturn. And the Impact players. And the Impact players. So there you go, Chad. A real good fatal four-way that Gerard picked here. Who do you like in this one? I got to say, oh, man, I got to say the Outsiders. All right, very good. And I think, Gerard, you had one more left. Is that right? Or are you Uh, done? I think I'm done. I think we just have one more each at that. Yeah, we each had three apiece, yeah. Uh, Right now, I think since uh, Chad didn't get his second and third, and we'll get his picks now, and then, John, we'll go with your last final pick, and then we'll – have the big announcement, and uh, we'll uh, t- give you our raw ratings and uh, main event predictions, and then we'll uh, call it a day here with some uh, great music and uh, let you know what's in store for next week. So uh, 
Go right ahead, uh, Chad. You're up on your second and third picks, too, back-to-back. Okay, all right. Well, the next one I had in mind was uh, kind of a very unique, uh, kind of unique per se. We are going to, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We are actually going to combine a match from WrestleMania 19. All right. And a match from WrestleMania 20. All right. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tag team match. Yes. You're going to have on one side you're going to have Goldberg and Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. And on the other team you will have Brock Lesnar and Mr. McMahon. Wow, good one, very good one here. Brock and Mr. McMahon. We know a little bit of the history they had at one point with each other versus the man and. Hulk Hogan, if you will, the red and white, and the master of the spear and Jack Hammer from down there in Georgia, taking on Mr. New York himself, Vinnie Mac himself, and Mr. Minnesota, the beast incarnate, if you will, who actually I should say South Dakota, but went to college at Minnesota, Brock Lesnar. Very, very good pick here. All right. Uh, we'll uh, make you get the decision there. Chad, go right ahead. Uh, this is going to be uh, pretty interesting, uh, uh, seeing how the outcome of both both of the matches from 19 and WrestleMania 19 and 20 did turn out. Uh, my, my personal opinion, i got to go with Goldberg and Hogan. All right. I'm going to take uh, Goldberg and Hogan, too. Gerard, who do you like? Ladies and gentlemen, you're fired. <laughs> Uh-oh is right. we got Brock and Vinnie Mac there by His Majesty. Very good pick there. Okay, and John, who do you like? Uh, Hogan and Goldberg. All right, so Goldberg and Hogan getting some love here, and Brock and uh, Mr. McMahon, not enough there, even though Gerard is supporting both of them, however. So uh, Goldberg and Hogan move on, however, and now we're going to go to Chad's main event, and then we're going to go to John's main event. Okay, let's see here. Hmm, this is a, ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Ah, we are going to do. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. We are going to do a old school new old school new school kind of mix them up six man tag. All right. And what I mean by that is that the, the one ta- one team will be of a tag team from old school, mm-hmm. teaming up with a new school guy. Okay, very good. Ver- versus versus a new school tag team and an old school guy. All right, give us the details, please. Okay, yes, the old school. Okay, in the in in the first team, the old school tag team will be the Rockers. All right, Shawn Michaels and Janetti. Yes, and they will be teaming up with. Neville. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. Shawn Michaels, Marty, Janae, Neville, guys, versus? Yes. <clears throat> the new school team will be, hmm. yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll say that. We'll say that. Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, Kofi and Big E of the New Day. Uh-huh. And, and, and their old school partner will be, Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Bad News Brown. 
Ooh, the man from Canada, another Canadian, folks. Very good matchup here. All right, guys, you heard the match. Gerard, your pick. Don't be sour. Mm. New day and bad news, Brown. All right, so there you go, Kofi, Biggie, and uh, the team of bad news. How it will be bad news with uh, the high flying New Day of Kofi and Biggie uh, doing the booty dance all night long, shall we say? I'm gonna go with Neville, Janetti, and Sean. I think you're gonna see some high flying action with Sean and Neville, especially. So I'm gonna take them and uh, Gerard. I already made your pick. Sorry about that, uh, Chad. You're up on your pick. Go right ahead. Um, Seth, I'm gonna have to go with. I'm going to have to go with Neville and the Rockers. All right, you're going to go Neville and the Rockers with me. And, John, your uh, pick. Um, My pick will be Sean uh, Michaels, Marnie Zanetti, and Adrian Neville. All right, so there you have it. And, John, you have one more match to go, so give us your main event match, however. All right. Well, guys, the limit for me, so I got one more. Yep. Okay. Hulk Hogan. Yes. First All right. We've talked about this before, I mean, on some of the shows, and even Chad brought it up on some of the shows, too. This would be an interesting, intriguing match, however, depending on uh, both their health issues. Uh, you make the decision on who wins this one, John. Go right ahead. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! There you go. He's going to take Austin and Beer 316 with it. And uh, Gerard, you're next. Oh, give me a hell yeah. So he's going to take Austin too. Okay. And you know what, however? I'm going to make it three. I think Austin will beat Hulkamania, however. And the Hulkamaniacs will be uh, kind of down on their luck, however, as Austin will be uh, stunning them all over the arena. So I'm going to take him. And, Chad, you're the last guy on the panel. Uh, This would be a great one, of course. Not, the great one's been talking about this for years and years and years. And uh, uh, As much as I hate to go against the green here, guys, I'm going to say Hogan. All right, so he's going to take Hogan. There you have it, folks. All right, guys, great matchups, great uh, thoughts on Survivor Series and all good stuff today. one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four pound one three eight seven four four. We're just about winding down here on episode fifteen, episode sixteen. Next week, folks, we will be back in the same time and we'll have some guests with you too. And next week, folks, we got a great show lined up for you. Raw will be, of course, in the UK, so that'll be going on while we're doing the show. But next week, folks, since we're going to continue our November tradition, however, we're going to now switch it over to Star next week folks the top five and the top least five uh, matches and maybe moments in Starcade history matches and moments we'll do both of them actually since I feel like it and we hope to have some of you uh, join us on the show as well as well as in the chat box of course tomorrow night should be a great show on Revolution as well as Wednesday and Friday night Thursday night we'll have Wolfpack Radio with of course the panel John will be in the chat box I will be on with the gang and Saturday night you can join Gerard and who knows who else will be on Attitude Radio as hopefully the Queen Diva herself, Michelle Lindars, will be back in the saddle with us on Saturday. And we'd like to say hello to her and her son, Caleb, as well as the rest of our panel, Rhonda Rush Wright, Man Marie Reckenbach, the JML Experience, Jeff Teeters, and, of course, all of you out there as well. one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Pound one three eight seven four four and the number one. You can talk to us now, at least for a couple more minutes. However, 
as I have my big four here from Michigan, of course. Should I not say Michigan, Ontario. The Detroit Lions man himself, of course, Jordan T. Smith. Down there in Carolina where they're getting ready for the big Monday night game, Cam Newton and company, of course, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw. And, of course, down there in Virginia, the human suplex machine, Mr. Redskin fan himself, John Gross. And, of course, I am your host, the Steeler man himself here in Pittsburgh, Jared DiGiorno, the Iceman. Uh, guys, quickly, however, let's get to raw ratings and main event picks, however, and then we'll take it out as John has something great lined up for uh, today as this is going to be a very fitting tribute to close out the show, if you will. Uh, we'll go to Chad first. How are you? Got a big Monday night game there in Carolina. You also got Raw in Denver. What will the main event be tonight? Do you think, Boss? And also, what do you think we're going to see as far as the main event goes? Uh, your thoughts? Okay. First off, after we do them and doing this, I got to make one more. Make yeah. One more thing. Sure. Okay. By all means. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, that that's the main event tonight. Oh, this is going. Oh, hmm. Okay, uh, you got you got to throw all your I'll throw all your eggs into the pile here. Uh, mm, I predict uh, this is going to be a long shot here, but I'm going to say oh gosh, it could be pretty much anything. Um, uh, I'll have. Yeah, I'll have to say Ambrose versus Del Rio. Ooh, okay. And what do you think our rating will be tonight? Uh, well, it went up a little bit last week. Didn't go up too far. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, I won't give it a. I'll, I'll try to sweeten it a little bit. I'm gonna say a two eight. Ooh, a two eight. Very good. Okay. Uh, Gerard, you're up. Go ahead. Main event and raw rating tonight. Uh, should be up a little bit more from uh, last week, and uh, I'd like to see Seth Rollins and Alberto Rio in a main event, like together, like in a tag team. Mm, okay, very good, very good. All right, and uh, John, go ahead with your raw rating and the main event, please. I'd say the same thing like Gerard would say: Del Rio and Rollins against Reigns and a partner of his choosing. I think. Okay, and you're gonna say the raw rating will be the same, right? Yeah. All right, we'll have to see on that, and we'll keep our eyes peeled on that. And you know what? I'm going to go here. I'm going to say we will see maybe, I'd say, Roman, Dean, and I'm going to say this time we're going to have maybe someone like maybe Roman and Dean will find a partner they're choosing. It'll be Ryback versus, I think, Seth Rollins. It's going to be Bray Wyatt, and I'm going to throw Luke Harper into the mix. And I'm going to say the rating goes to a 2.7. They'll go up a little bit more this week. So we're going to keep our eyes peeled on that and see. But uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to call it a day here. And uh, I want to thank my big four for coming in today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually uh, going to talk to Chad off the line, however, when we're done here, too. So uh, I want to thank the big four for coming in today. We will be back again next Monday. The best and uh, greatest moments in the unusual moments of Starcade, if you will, however. So that being said, folks, however, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next week, of course. But we will be back same time, same place tomorrow night. Uh, we will be back at 9 o'clock. And uh, right now, Chad has one more announcement to tell us before uh, John gives us uh, the cue to come out for the day. So, uh, uh, Chad, the stage is yours. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Just want to mention to everyone, too, that right now we have two more uh, championship qualifier questions for the 
Revolution pay-per-view and also for uh, its upcoming sequel, uh, Revolution Aftermath. Uh, for one question is, will we'll, we'll pit the uh, or will <clears throat> qualify three people in a triple threat match for the WDW, which is uh, of course I named this after Ronda's group wrestling done right mm-hmm. world heavyweight title. And you can see a picture of of the belt that I chose for that on the WWUS WDW Alliance page. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've already mentioned this to uh, mentioned this to Ronda on this, and so she's she's cool with this. Uh, the questions up on there. Uh, not only not only can uh, three people earn an opportunity to face 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 off for this belt, but but if a fourth person answers correctly, they will earn a shot to face whoever wins this belt. So that, that kind of kind of sweeten the deal here a little bit. And so far, I did mention this on the air, and I did tell Rhonda this that uh, Anne Marie Rockenbach and Sandy Hayes actually are already qualified in the triple threat. So we need one more spot for the triple threat, and we need someone to face the champion at the next pay-per-view revolution aftermath for that title. Also, and, and of course I mentioned this to Michelle Williams, she's the general manager of this page, uh, True Pioneers of Wrestling. Uh, we also, I also now have a question up on that page to see who, who um, and it's the same premise as the WDW uh, title situation, uh, the first three to answer that question correctly earned a shot to face to face one another in the triple threat at the first revolution. Fourth person will earn a shot to face the champion at revolution aftermath. So the two new belts are the WDW World Heavyweight title and the, I'm going to start saying it this way since it's actually that's what the initials are, T-PAL, we'll say, mm-hmm. True Pioneers of Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, are up for grabs here, so, and I said uh, whoever whoever pulls the wins off in this match, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, go for it here, guys. Yep, the titles are on the line, guys. So uh, that is a definite. And uh, with that said, very, very much, uh, very informative there, Chad. And thank you for uh, giving us an update on that. We will be definitely keeping an eye on that as well. Uh, so right now, with that said, I think we're gonna close it out. Unless anyone else has anything to say, I'm trying to uh, work on that. Like I said, I gotta talk to Chad off the line. So. Uh, Gerard, do you have anything else to add for us today? Gerard, are you there? I don't know if he's there or not. Gerard, are you there? All right, I don't think so. I, I mean, we might have lost him. I don't know. He left. He left? Yeah. Okay, so Gerard left us. John, do you have anything to close out with us today? Uh, yes, I do. Please do. All right. Yeah, please do. Go ahead. I'm going to do celebration by calling the game to end the show for the Kansas City Royals, who won last night and the World Series playoffs, and also they will be getting a WWE Championship replica. Yes, tomorrow at the parade. That should be a fun time in Kansas City for all you KC fans. Congratulations on winning the World Series. A great season, however, and best of luck to all you guys in the off season. And we, again, we thank you all for coming in today and 
John, go ahead and put a little cool in the game for everyone in those KC people, and we'll talk to you again on the flip side next week. All right. I'm just trying to wind up the show here, guys, so bear with me. I'm sorry I'm keeping you guys on this long. All right, just my computer went a little goofy on me suddenly in the last 15 minutes or so. So I'm just trying to wrap this up here for the day, however. So we're still on the air. I mean, regardless, I'm, I'm just, just bear with me all, people. Please bear with me. Okay. I mean, I'm hoping this 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 works, however, because like I said, I mean, like I said, however, I'm just trying to get this done. I think Chad's still with us. Chad, you still with us? Right here, bud. Okay, right. all right. Just bear with me here, guys. I'm just trying to get back in to my computer here. Like I said, it was acting goofy, however, mind you. I think everything should be okay, however. That's what I'm saying. It should be all right, because I'm just getting ready to wind it down here for the day. Okay, hold on. Let's see if we can get in here. Uh, uh, this is driving me crazy. Come on. Uh, I said I'm not in the chat. I mean, like I said, I'm not in the studio. I mean, I'm trying to get things worked on here. And like I said, Gerard left. I know, however, because I had to restart. I had to restart my computer again. Mind you. And once I get back in online, however, I'll probably see you guys back in there, and we'll wind it up. And, and if you need me to, I can, I can, I can uh, end it for you if you want me to. Well, yeah, can you do that? That'd be great. And John, I'll talk to you later tonight, however. And uh, Chad, again, thanks for coming on today. It was fun, guys. We had a good time again, as usual. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Stand by. Stand by here. All right. Stand by. Let me see if I can do it. All righty. If you will let me do it. Uh, Okay. <laughs> hey, my guy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.